Welcome to Organic Poison Podcast, Sickest in the South. If this is your first time here, or your last time here, anything in between, welcome to the ride. Welcome to the road. On the way to 50 episodes. I'm not going to tell you to share this. I'm not going to tell you to send me your money. I'm going to give you one job today. As a listener, as a listener for a long time, I bet you're like, that. I'm so ready. I'm so ready. I'm so ready for this to take off. I'm so ready. Oh, my God. I'm so ready. The time has come. The time has come for us to go where we've never gone before. It is time for Organic Poison to step it up, to take it to the next level. It's time for Organic Poison to get crunk. Gentlemen, it is I, your host, Shane Smith, for the podcast that just so happens to be the sickest in the South, Organic Poison. And today's guest is a Pike County legend, Jonathan May. Jonathan May is here today to talk with us and be a part of Organic Poison's train, if you will, Road to 50. How you doing, brother? I'm good. How are you, Shane? I'm doing all right. I always try to make myself sound super professional in the beginning, and then I just end up rattle tattling off. And you know, you sound good, man. You sound good. <laughs> I love it, dude. Thank you so much for uh, being on the show, man. It means a lot. Yeah, I'm excited to do it, man. Like uh, I was telling you earlier before we started this, that you know I love doing stuff like this. I think that it's fun to talk about random things. It's fun to talk about you know things that you're you enjoy. Uh, I really. Something I really want to do in the near future is start a, a YouTube channel, you know, reviewing movies and, uh, you know, talking about movie news because I love that kind of stuff. Like I'll be at work at a construction job, you know, with all these grown men that don't give a <laughs> about yeah, any anything like, you know, as far as box office success of a movie or whatever, you know, but I'll be just going on a tangent about that stuff. Right, so I, right. I love watching stuff like that. So I think it'd be cool to do something like that one day. But yeah, I love podcasts and all that good stuff. Something that's pretty interesting about that, you know, you think about say when you were younger and you spent more time, say, with your friends. Like it was more like you were hanging out with your friends or doing whatever you were doing, like maybe before you got older or whatever. And yeah. y'all would run that shit like all day. 
You know what I'm saying? Like you like be talking whatever it was, you know, about movies or music or whatever it may be. You know, with a little you run that with your friends like all day. But when you're out and you get older and you're running it off, you're like, man, you kind of realize how like some people just don't give a damn about that kind of stuff. And you're like, yeah, do. And you realize how much you actually know about something. Like it's almost like mental sparring on accident. (laughs) You know, to me, I can, I can really understand why some people don't give a damn about uh, movie success or, uh, you know, the casting decisions or whatever. I can get that totally because that's just not everybody's cup of tea. What blows my mind literally is how some people can just not be into superhero movies at all, like not mess with them at all. That's yeah. crazy to me. I think it, it's – to me, I think at least 95% of the time they have that like uh, – let me think of a way to compare it. You know how some people, they're snooty about something. It's like, oh, like say when we were really young – prime example, somebody talks about Creed. Like they yeah. know every fucking word to at least 10 Creed songs, but they're like – They think they're they, they think they're better than that. Yes. They're above that. Yes, yes, and you're right, and that's how I think people – there are people that same mindset works with superhero movies. I think that plays into it a little bit, but I mean, I have looked people in the eyes, you know, talking to them about this, and there are literally some people that just, it's just not their thing, you know, like they are just, like to them, Avengers is just childish or stupid or just something that, which is crazy for me to say, you know, like, I don't know, maybe I'm the weird one, maybe I'm the person that's so strange for you know, getting into uh, Marvel and getting so excited about going to the midnight premiere of the next big Marvel movie or whatever. But right, uh, right. but that's just me, man. I love that stuff. I don't personally think that of you. I think I think that that's. I mean, dude. I mean, look. I know that you know people say whatever they want to say about Disney and Marvel doing whatever they do to please people. But but I'm not. I'm taking all of the politics. I don't care about any of that when it comes to shit like this. I, yeah. think, you know, because there was a big ordeal with uh, what's her name, Captain Marvel. Is that what her name was? Like a lot of people didn't like her, but yeah, I, what they did with those movies from the particularly, I mean, I understand that there's more to them than just those movies. The MCU is not everything, but yeah, in respect to who, people who do pay attention. But from Iron Man on to Endgame, that was a masterpiece. Like it really was. We didn't, have, we didn't even know, even though we knew when Nick Fury came out, and we were like, "Oh my god!" Like that's cool. They're going to make more movies, and we heard rumblings. The internet wasn't even the same as it is now. No, like we back had in two thousand eight, two thousand seven. Yeah, rumors Not on rumors. Close. Like we never knew what was really true. Yep. And Nick yeah, Fury- it was it's pretty nuts, man. Like I can remember uh, because Iron Man came out first, and then uh, the Incredible Hulk movie, which a lot of people for some reason don't like as much, but. At the end of that Incredible Hulk movie, Tony Stark walks up, you know, and he, he starts talking to uh, General Ross in the bar. Yeah. And for me, that was, you know, like, what? So these movies are going to be connected? You know, yeah. that was that was unique, man, because at that time, something like that had never been done. especially Absolutely not. And people especially don't on the that scale. Enough. Yeah, the scale that Marvel has accomplished this, man, is just so impressive. And all these other studios try to replicate it, like uh, Warner Brothers. They tried to do their DC Universe, and it didn't really pan out the way they wanted it to because the big problem was some of the movies sucked, 
some of the movies were great, you know, and then there yeah. was some that were kind of in between. So like they weren't cohesive enough. Like, uh, but that not, too, not not just with plot, but they weren't cohesive in quality. It's like like yeah. this gave me so much more than this gave me, and it's I don't know, and it does suck. Batman is I almost feel like Batman is a haunted role at this point. Like it's like what are you supposed to do? Like anybody like. Nobody – the newer the Batmans come – and I don't know. I feel like a lot of people like Christian Bale. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, I feel like a lot of people like Christian Bale. <clears throat> you know, I initially had problems with Christian Bale. Um, I can see why. <laughs> yeah, the, the the voice that he did. But you know, the more I thought about it, the more I realized that that's a, that's a good way to have a realistic take on Batman because you can't just put on a mask and talk – You know, if I was Batman, I wouldn't come up to you and say – uh, you know, hey Shane, how are you doing? You know, I wouldn't talk yeah. to you in this voice. I would yeah. probably try to disguise my voice in some way. So, right, you wouldn't I, just walk up to me and be like, "That dude's a nut." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I think I think that made sense the way he tried to disguise his voice. Sure. So, uh, honestly, yeah, and he looked the part. You know, especially in the first uh, Batman Begins, he was freaking jacked, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, I he, thought he was you saw it more for sure that he was jacked in the first one. Yeah, a hundred percent. But uh, yeah, Christian Bale is a phenomenal actor. Uh, I thought Ben Affleck did a good job. You know, I thought he did a good job. But I don't feel I, even the Batman versus Superman. Like they, I wish they would have gave Batman his own movie first. Like because it's like, dude, I didn't care. Like I really didn't care. It was like it, this. Yep. I just want to get to like, are y'all going to do Justice League after this or not? That's the only thing I cared about. You hit the nail right on the head. The fact that okay, let's let's bring it back just a little bit. The reason Avengers was so successful and people cared about it so much and it was such a big deal in their hearts is because all of those characters, they, they were introduced to us one by one by one. Yeah. And you got, they you got built invested. Them like building blocks. It was like they, yes. they all went in like Tetris, perfectly <clears throat> fit together. And that is why, uh, it was so cool to see it. You know, you knew the personality of Iron Man. You knew he was this eccentric billionaire, whatever, with with a super big ego. Then you knew Thor, where he was in the, at that time. You know, yeah. he was a cocky, and brash individual. The name Thor alone brings in a whole different audience too, like an entire different group of people who are com- like already sold on this. Like, yep. even if they're not just diehard, like that's like the, when Thor was getting his own movies and they're in Asgard and they're talking about all these people and all these people are a part of an actual like mythological religions and like theology and stuff like that. Yes. I know that's not entirely what you're talking about, but it, it, it's interesting. It's a different audience. That they bring that also in that culture and that audience into the the movies and into the fan base. It's just interesting. What Marvel, what Marvel has done is they have changed the game. Okay. Before all the MCU movies, Superhero movies were just superhero movies. Now they're more than that. You know, Ant Man and the Wasp was like a big heist film. Uh, the Winter Soldier was like a political thriller. Uh, Avengers was just this epic Lord of the Rings type. Uh, you know, and then and then freaking Guardians of the Galaxy was like a space opera slash yeah. Star Wars type thing. I mean, and it changed the game. Like when like yes. when Guardians of the Galaxy came out. Dude, a year before that, I had no idea who that was. I had yeah, no- nobody did if they're honest with themselves. My brother watched that movie, and you know Stephen well enough. You've seen him around or whatever, whatever. Yes. Stephen, 
Steven immediately after seeing it, he was like, this is the best superhero movie ever. He's like, I can't even believe that these are superheroes. Like they spoke to an audience of people and uh, the old audience and a new audience. Like that movie, when it came out, I say they, like they were a band, but <laughs> <laughs> those guardians there, they, that, yeah. It, it tapped a new a new string with people, and it could have also had to do with the way that they did the movie. It was way more fun, not as like serious, but it was a massive budget, <laughs> you know. Like yeah, put money into it, and and not only that, but the actors did so good. James, yeah. you know, Marvel took a risk with James Gunn, a director like James Gunn, and uh, put him at the helm of this giant mega blockbuster movie. And they saw the potential in this guy in the movies he did before. I think he did Slither and uh, a couple, shit. couple other odd and in, you know odds and ends films. Dude, the freaking Russo brothers that started off with The Winter Soldier and then moved up to Civil War and then eventually Endgame and uh, Infinity War. Before those movies, they were directors on shows like Arrested Development, <laughs> like. <laughs> That's Marvel, crazy. Marvel Super has, nerds is basically what they got. They got big nerds. They're like, basically, your shot, bro. Marvel knows who to take a risk on, and uh, they're really they have really good foresight when it comes to things like that. Right. And the biggest thing that that worries me, I'm, I hope that this doesn't turn into a two hour discussion with me hey, and you talking about Marvel. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's cool. This is I didn't, this is great. <laughs> I didn't intend for that, but uh, I hope. That things don't change drastically because recently they've had some uh, someone new come in for um, Alan Horn at Disney, yeah. and uh, there's been there's already been a lot of people talking about how things are changing for the worst and and they're adding uh, more lines of communication. Like for instance, before yeah. it was so easy for Kevin Feige, who's like the head of the Marvel division for Disney to have a direct line to Alan Horn and he would you know Alan Horn had such faith and trust in Kevin Feige as he should because this guy has literally like taken them from before Iron Man to where they're at now which is just I mean they're the biggest obviously a lot it's a lot yeah the biggest thing going in Hollywood right now you know right. whether or not people like superhero movies these movies are so fantastic, you know, so fantastically done, right? And they interconnect so well. But uh, do you feel any inner conflict for totally disagreeing with uh, Martin Scorsese? What, say that again. <laughs> I said, do you feel any inner co- conflict for uh, being in total disagreement with Martin Scorsese? What What were his comments exactly? Again, okay. I remember when he said that. I can look up what he actually said, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you. He actually was talking about how. He was basically saying that it was like those movies are like amusement parks. Like they're not it's, really movies. And it's like, well, but the the conflict is the fact that it's like, well, it's killing any movies with really just good stories and authentication. You know, well, authentic- that's the thing, though. They are the new movies with good stories. You know, that's it's it doesn't matter what genre a film is. You know, the film is good based on the script, based on the director, the creativity, the the effort put into the film. I don't know. Like, uh, he's he's probably in a situation where the guy's probably bitter, Shane. You know, of course he's bitter, and that's my that was my thing. I understand where he's come from. I was casually <laughs> saying it, not in a not in a was I wasn't even trying to play devil's advocate. I was just trying to be curious to know what you thought about it. I didn't know if you remembered him saying something. Yeah, you know, uh, that's kind of how I feel about it. I think that he's bitter. And he feels left out now because he's not, you know, like his genre of movies. You know, they had their heyday in the 80s and 90s, you know, when right. mafia movies were really big at that time. 
just like the Western movie. You know, they were super big in the 60s and 70s. I hate to say it, but there's going to come a day where superhero movies are boring to people and they're, and they've had enough, you know? Yeah. Um, someone else recently made comments talking about, I think it was Emily Blunt because initially she was going to be Black Widow back in the early days because of contract disputes or negotiations or whatever. She wasn't able to, uh, be Black Widow. So they ended up going with Scarlett Johansson, which, man. <laughs> Yeah. I can't imagine her not being Black Widow. Yeah, but no uh, dude, she is she is awesome, phenomenal, dude. <laughs> but <clears throat> I can't wait to see that movie. I never thought, like, if you would take the Jonathan from six years ago and say, "Hey, do you think you would be excited to see a Black Widow film?" Six years ago, I would have been like, "No, that doesn't seem like something that interests me." Just like a Hawkeye movie, you know, at the time, right, like that's yeah. for me. That's not you know, like. But now I can't wait to see this movie because I know. What Marvel puts out, they put out great products all the time. I forgot where I was even going with that, but anyway. <laughs> no, you're fine. I found that that Scorsese <clears throat> quote, or roughly, he's basically saying I don't, he doesn't think they're cinema, and he he was. Uh, yeah, that just sounds like a bitter old man to me. That yeah. you know used to be on top of the the industry. Well, it's interesting because he does say that he feels like it's just the same thing over and over again. And to be oh, fair, look at his look at fair, mafia movies. They're the same crap over and over again say, too. We you could easily mark out the plot for a superhero movie. You know, as far as it even ba- bear down to like the formula. You know what I'm saying? It's like okay, it opens up, then it gets to a little action. You know, you could break that down to how the ending is. Oh, he thinks is he's in everything's in peril, and then they figure it out. You know what yep. I'm saying? Like you could do that, but in the same breath, to your point that you were making just now, Martin, every one of your movies had the same plot. It was the same plot line in every one of your movies. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Like some of his older movies were great, but you know what? The Irishman, to me, was a big bore. I couldn't even make it through that movie. Yeah, they tried to they tried to pitch me on. Uh, I watched the whole thing, but they pitched me on. Uh, I might have watched it too. I can't. I can't remember. Well, I'm just I'm just talking crap. Well, to tell you the truth, one of the main reasons why I was watching it, they put Action Bronson in the movie, but he's like right in the last twenty minutes, and I was like, I've got to watch at least until Action Bronson's in the movie. But then after I watched for two and a half hours, I was like, Well, fuck, I'm gonna finish it. Gideon had fallen asleep. He was a good bit younger, and so he kind of fell asleep on my shoulders, and I'm like, Well, I'm, I'm gonna just lay here and finish watching it because I'm already watching it. So Shane, I saw on Facebook. So your son is five now, four or five? He's five. You are on crack. No, I'm just joking. Uh, he's he'll be two in a couple of days. Okay, wait a minute. Who did I? So you went to a graduation, but what? It wasn't your son's graduation. Holy shit, dude! If my son was, if it, <laughs> so, he's two. Okay, you went to someone else's graduation. Look, look how much less closer to death we are now. I'd like you. You probably feel so much better. It's like we're good. Yeah, <laughs> okay, we're not that old yet. Years. <laughs> Yes, that was Lainey, my cousin. Uh, Richie and Laura, uh, they pretty much raised me since I was 14. And Lainey and Tyler Vance are both their children, and they're pretty much my brother and sister. But so it's always kind of weird when I explain it. So I usually just say, Lainey, my dog, my sister, you know, whatever. (laughs) But okay, I was about to graduate from high school last night. So your your son is two years, he's a little over two years old. He'll be two in like uh, 10 days. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Our little girl's eight months and man, that has been an experience. Dude. <sighs> Liberating, huh? Yeah. It's, uh, it's one of those things, you know, uh, I, I had so many people telling me, you know, things like, uh, Oh, you'll never get sleep like you used to. And, 
you'll never be prepared and blah, blah, blah. But literally nobody can tell you enough to prepare you for what it's going to be like. You know, it's, it just changes everything in your life. It kind of feels like, I mean, you know, obviously it matters if you're a parent who cares, which I, you, I perceive you to be a parent who cares. But, you know, some people, that it, they, they don't lose any sleep because they suck. But, yeah, <laughs> you know, yep. th- this is not anything personal to do with me. I'm just saying there are shitty parents out there. I digress. Yeah. But, I, you know, you hear all this stuff and, you know, you had those older people that always tell you, hey, man. Just don't worry about it. You'll never be ready. So you just got to do when you got to do. You got to jump in before the kind of three, you know what I'm saying? Because you'll never get the three. Well, just those kind of conversations where it's like, hey, nobody's ever ready to be a parent. I could sit here and I could tell you this, that, and the third for forever, but you still aren't ready. You don't know what it's like. And exactly. one in every single one of those conversations start to make sense. Mm-hmm. And then as you – oh yeah. Like, man, and as you get further down the road, like I said, my son's only two. It's the only one I've got that I know of. And <laughs> my wife would not think that was cute. But, <laughs> but hopefully she'll lose interest in the podcast when we start talking about Marvel crap. She's like, yeah. oh, this one's boring. Yeah. Cut off. She's probably like, well, I'm going to, were you talking about my book? Well, then I do not care. Y'all talk about whatever you want. I digress, but it's like as they get older, you start to realize why parents are certain ways that they are, you know? Yeah. Something interesting for me is like uh, not so much with just having kids, but like, you know, growing up, say if my my parents were in a bad place, it was like one thing because I was going through it. But like when you see like other people's parents who like were in a good place or a bad place, you know, whatever it may be, you kind of can see now like the other side of that. It's like you're having like more sympathy than just being like, oh, man, which one of their parents are the bad guy? Yeah. Like, when you're older, you're like, oh, damn, they're, neither one of them are really bad people. They're just kind of like they've got their things that tur- like turn their situation bad. And it's like, ah, or, oh, they yeah. bo- or they both suck. I mean, it could go either. Yeah, way. The older you get, you gain more perspective on everything, you know? Yeah. Really, I mean, just like, you know, we were talking a little bit before we started the the podcast, but um man, you know, 10 years ago, I had a completely different perspective on life. I mean, you know, marriage changed a lot for me, you know. Yeah. yeah. I was um I was a pretty selfish individual before sure. before getting married and marriage showed me that. And I'm not saying I'm the perfect angel or anything now. Right. You no, know, no, no. But, I understand. I understand. But yeah, I mean, it, yeah, marriage changes your perspective a lot. And then having kids just really changes things even more. And I think age too, you know, the longer you, you're on this earth, you, uh, you start to have, you know, or see things with a different set of, uh, spectacles. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of look at it as like, uh, the hangovers start to get worse. And yeah, I don't, and I'm kind of tired of listening to my boss act, you know, <laughs> like it's like when it comes to so it's like I'm actually a little bit more concerned with listening to my wallet than I am listening to, like, <laughs> you know, ch- chasing my dick around and uh, trying to drink as much beer as the guy who drank the most last night. You know, yeah, what I'm saying? Well, I don't think that's been a problem for me for a long time. You know, well, maybe, sure. no, me either. But I'm just saying yeah. those kind of things are like uh Things that go like I, that, you start to realize things that don't matter as much. It's like, well, I don't yeah. even understand why, like, I even cared about some of the things that I cared about. Yep, hundred percent. Yep. Yeah, you know, just uh, the older you get, the more things change. And sure. yeah, like you said, things that used to be important <laughs> have zero importance anymore. 
Yeah, I, I will. I will definitely say some things that do still hold importance to me are uh, making content and making music. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That'll never get old. Hey, uh, by the way, uh, I wanted to tell you. I don't think this is the one. You know, usually. Well, I guess. Okay, this is a whole another topic that I didn't want to talk about social media, but um, I didn't really post anything on Facebook when this happened, this particular event happened to me recently. Yeah. yeah. And to some people it's not a big deal, but to me it's a pretty big deal. Okay. About a we'll month and a half, share it. About a month and a half ago, I got a PS five. Really? I did. And um, I haven't had hardly any time to play it. Um, but I got NBA two K twenty one and I got the uh, new Spider Man Miles Morales game. Holy shit. And they're both pretty awesome. Uh I really enjoyed, you know, I always get the NBA 2K games. I enjoyed having this one like a little later after launch because one of my favorite modes on there is my team where you create, you know, you collect cards of NBA players and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I just started my team for the first time in my life, like playing online just like three nights ago. It's like crack, dude. It's addictive. But uh, to me, it was really cool because I always usually get these games when they first come out. And at that time... There's not as many available legendary players, you know, like it was so cool to me to be able to day one get or have an opportunity to get players like John Stockton or uh, not Tra- not Charles Barkley, though. He's still not on NBA 2K. I don't know why he's not on there, but he he's never been on there as far as I can recall, at least right. back all the way to like 2014 when I started playing these. But I don't know. I thought that was exciting to have that big giant roster available to me like the first day I played it. But yeah, man, it's uh, it's pretty cool. You know, like I said, I haven't had much time to play it though. Dude, uh, you realize you're like the only person that I know that has a PS5. Yeah, uh, I only know <laughs> I only know one other person. It was it was odd because, dude, it was on Facebook Marketplace in the area. Yeah, and there was no chance in hell that I was going to get on eBay and drop thirteen hundred dollars, fourteen hundred dollars on a PS5. Right, Just wasn't going to happen uh, on principle alone. You know, it doesn't matter whether or not I can afford that. I'm not going to pay thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars for a PS5. No. That's just insanity. Um, but on Facebook Marketplace, I was actually looking on there because uh, my wife and I just moved to Wisconsin a couple months ago for work, and um, you know, I was looking for furniture, cheap stuff on there to get. You know, because it, can't, it seems like we always have to do this every time we move, right? Because I have to move a lot with my job. But anyway. Uh, it's almost cheaper to just buy some new shit than to move it all the way over there. Move it yeah, over. well, you know, now we all we kind of have a base of operations in Meadville, yeah. so we left all of our crap there at that yeah. house, and uh, just happened to see a PS5 on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> it, I'm not gonna lie to you and say I got it for five hundred dollars. He was asking like seven hundred bucks. Sure, and uh, you know, I ended up talking down to six fifty. So that's I not felt, bad at all. That's not. That's, that's nothing to be ashamed of, right? You there. know. Hey, it's a it's a disc version, uh, brand new in the box. And he told me the story. Like at first, I was a little concerned. I was like, "This might be a little sketchy," and you know, I don't know right. where he got this at. Or, but I met him at a gas station, <laughs> and uh, the dude had two PS fives in his truck. And he explained to me, he was like, "Yeah, me and my wife were both trying to uh, get online today and buy one, you know, and we both got lucky and got two, you know, right." 
So I'm just trying to get rid of this other one. And of course, I'm not going to sell it for 500 bucks. You know, I want to make a little extra cheddar, you know? Right, right. Especially if people are paying it. I mean, yeah. Well, people, yeah, people, he knew good and well that he could sell it easily for $700, you know? Right. Well, and he so I, had to feel guilty for like, if he would have sold it for like a grand, he would have felt guilty about that. Yeah. Dude, that's the thing though, Shane. Why are these retailers not doing more to stop that crap? Because they stand to lose the most in this, and Sony stands to lose the most in this. You know, like they're one of the one of the middlemen, one of the middlemen that are paying what it costs to come out of the factory. One of those people are buying a third of them. Yeah, one if of not those, more. What they're doing is they're going to just go ahead and buy a third of them, and they will find a way to because they do that with shoes. I don't know how much you keep up with like Jordans and stuff. Like, not this, much. This one, one. Well, I feel you. Do I look like I wear Jordans, Shane? No, 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 not necessarily. But it, I, I don't either. I mean, I, I'm not saying I yeah. wouldn't. I just mm-hmm. it's one of those things where you you see an article, you read an article, but yeah. And I, I d- d- dug a little deeper. It's like with shoes, they do that. Like there will be these. And it's, it's illegal. Like if it's a like of interest, you know, you have any interest in the brand. This woman got asked to resign from Nike because her son had an entire like warehouse filled up with these shoes that she used her credit card to pay like seventy or eighty thousand dollars to get like so many of the first release of these shoes. And then wow. like two weeks later, he was online for selling them for like four times the markup. Yep, and it was like, oh, we busted your son for doing something for like having all this this huge inventory, and it was like the IRS got involved anyway. More or less, the woman had to step down. But they do the same thing with shit like that. And if it's coming from overseas, then they could. There's no telling what the number is. And plus, Sony was kind of Sony is in a bond, man. (laughs) I mean, yeah, like Sony because they're not selling software. They can't sell software. Why? Because no one actually owns. A PS5, except for people that are, you know, have mass quantities stored in their mom's basement. Right, exactly. Yeah, you know, or, or that are people, selling it for people, and three plus, times the markup. To be fair, last year people weren't exactly just like, maybe I should spend all my money on video games. Yeah, there was a true. lot of people who there was a lot of people who did, but in the same breath, it's like when the when the warehouses can't even send their employees in to build the PlayStation Fives. It's yeah. like, uh, you know, how are we going to buy them when it's one of those situations? Yeah, and there's apparently a chip shortage right now. Yeah. The big so, thing. I mean, it's not just affecting the video game market, but even like uh, I told you earlier that I was looking into possibly getting a laptop in the near future. Right. Uh, right. This is something that I hope my wife doesn't – my wife doesn't hear. <laughs> uh, probably not the super near future, but maybe like, you know, a couple months or something like that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, the, uh, the new Microsoft Surface, they're kind of in uh, – uh, what's the word? They're in short supply, I guess, because of the the chip situation that's going yeah. on right now. Yeah, definitely. And see, that sucks, man. I mean, that's yep. a problem. I mean, that that is a what? No, you can finish what you were saying. Oh, 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 I got you. <laughs> that that has become like the whole like uh, everything. Now, okay, we had this thing happen with the pipeline just the other day uh, over there on the east coast. You know, I don't know anything about it. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I heard about it through uh, one of my dumbass coworkers. Yeah. <laughs> but, dude, you know what? I really – I care about politics, I guess, in a way. <laughs> yeah. But I really just try to distance myself from it as much as possible. Sure. Uh, 
because these days, especially, it's such a hot topic, you know, like it's such a controversial thing. Absolutely. Um, you know, never in my life has politics been this controversial, you know. Yeah, it's never been ten, such a hot topic, that's for sure. Yeah, 10, 15 years ago, I was even looking at um, a video of – it was from 2008, Barack Obama and John McCain. They were having like a little uh, – you know, some type of dinner or something before the election or before the, one of their debates. Sure. And it was so crazy to me how cordial those two were with each other. Not just cordial, but they were, you could, it seemed like they were almost friends. Shane. Like bros. Yeah. That's, it's such a, you know, nowadays things are so different. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't like Donald Trump. Right. But, I almost wonder if he is the response to people like Nancy Pelosi. And uh, it almost reminds me of the dark Knight. Like uh, why did the, the Joker come about? He was a response to Batman, right? Uh, Theatrics and whatnot of Batman. Right. But it's something that I really don't want to talk about. Uh, I, <laughs> Said, I hate I hate talking about politics. Well, well, if I could give you just a quick rebut, and for what it's worth, I, when I was talking about the pipeline, I wasn't necessarily referring to the politics. Yeah, yeah I know, but it, it it could be something that could be construed that way, I guess. Uh, absolutely, I would hate for you to put yourself in a box. Anyway, you know me. Yeah. I, I'm bombastic, and I'll also be the first one on the next podcast to be like, "Yeah, I was wrong about the." Uh, I was wrong about what I said on the last episode. <laughs> like, you know, I didn't read enough about, the, you know what I'm saying? I, I have no problem with being wrong. I have yeah. formulate my, my opinions or what have you about mm -hmm. certain things. And I can assure you that a year ago, my, even as early as a year ago, my idea on politics is what's completely different than it is now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and could, because my thing is nowhere near as hostile as now my mindset is like us people that, don't have any kind of power whether we want to agree with it or not we are obligated to be on the same side yeah you know yeah. what i'm saying and it's like that's it, that's it what the news all, you know i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you go ahead i was just gonna say it sucks that we all have our our there, the things that we all disagree with and we argue about are mm -hmm. so minute to the problems that we have in the country and the world yeah to me i don't really feel like and i know that like I said, I get hot about something. I'll say something about it, but I don't feel like that stuff is anywhere near as important as the big picture of the fact that us people who have no power, us people who have who who were like stoked that we're finally making like money that our parents made, you know, or mm -hmm. something like that. It's like we don't have we that we are on each other's side whether we want to be or not. When it all comes down to, we it, we should be, we should yeah, be. That's true. That's true. But things like social media and. Uh, the media in general, you know, I think that they divide us, whether it's intentional or not. And, uh, you know, hey, I'll straight up say it. I, I'm a Republican, but sure. what happened with uh, the the uh, vote to legalize medical marijuana in Mississippi was really dude, messed up. Dude. Very messed up. Dude, that was – well, and, you know, one of my big arguments about that was – it's. To me, obviously, that's something that I'm passionate about is the, you know, at least give med medical marijuana. Even if you don't want to give us recreational marijuana, at least let people, you know, practice people more or less it. with marijuana. Not only that, you know, if people can benefit from it or whatever, you know, in a hospital or if it can ease someone's pain, 
But uh, the fact that 70 – how many? 75 percent? 74 percent. That was the thing. It was the fact that it was – that's the thing that bothered me the most was the fact that it's like, look, y'all have told us to get politically active. All sides of this whole spectrum has told us to get politically active, and now that yep. we're all paying attention, after the year we just had, you decide to go, totally strip the people of their voice. Yeah, like, basically your vote doesn't matter. Over something that it's not like – I mean – the abortion thing, I could even see them being more radical about than this. It's yeah. like, holy shit, dude. Give the people this so they won't be as mad when you do something with the abortion thing. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like, you do that, and now you're trying to tell people they can't have an abortion. I understand it's a lot more trivial of a topic, but mm-hmm. even still, it's like this would soften your blow. But instead, you decide to go hammer down on both of them. It's, yep. And I try, I try to think logically for both sides, but the met, the weed thing just has to be something to do with just pure power lust and like control over a certain dynamic. And like I said, 74% of the people, when it all boils down to it, you can't just not agree with them yep. or flip their voice. And people should be just as mad about this as uh, Donald Trump or other conservatives getting silenced on social media. This should be just as big of a deal. I completely agree. In my opinion, this is more worthy of the the argument than <laughs> you know what I'm saying than yep. like the the petty little back and forth about like oh that she doesn't have a an official check mark on Twitter because yep. she's a Republican. It's like I don't care about that. I care about the fact that the they fact- do get petty these days. Like you know, on both sides they get petty about everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah, they well everybody's just trying to take what they can get. Is really yep. what it is. I want to ask you about. Uh, an artist that I recently got into. Okay. So I know who it is. I already know who it is. Really? I've been wanting to talk to, a, a, to talk about him with somebody on this. Well, just tell me who it is uh, because it might not be the same. Guy. <laughs> Have you ever heard of ghost Mane? Yes, but that's definitely not who I was going to talk about. You're Dude. talking about uh, like, he's got like white hair, platinum hair. Yeah. He's a savage. He, to me, he looks like he reminds me. He doesn't look like necessarily, but he yeah. reminds me a lot of Josh. The guy that you rap with or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh he's good. Yeah. You know, it's music, very music's tight. It's unique it's, too. It's very unique. That is the word I was just about to use. So unique. It's almost like Marilyn Manson meets uh some some uh metalcore meets some uh nine inch nails. I yeah, mean it's man. I love it. And uh, you know, my poor wife, she's been listening to Ghost Mane a lot lately. <laughs> wow. That's but it's awesome. it's so different. And it reminded me a lot of you because you're the first person and you might have been the first person in history, Shane. You might need to patent that stuff. <laughs> but you were the first person that attempted to do anything like that with rap meets metal. Yeah, 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 yeah. I used to dig that stuff, man. Uh, you did that. Uh, it was like a ply song, yeah, Plenty Money. Plenty Money, Plenty Money, yeah. Yeah, you almost did like a remix of Plenty Money with Ply still rapping in the background, you know, yeah. doing his verses and whatnot. Well, but, what uh, ended up, oh, no, 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 it was you. It was yeah, you doing it. I took, it I, took his, <laughs> I took his verses and because of the whole the whole shaking thing or, you know, yeah. the, the young Shane Smith phase or whatever. I don't yep. want to say shaking thing because, I mean, that was me at the time. But yeah. I, uh, I did like I did his verses, but I we replaced out like curse words or any kind of like vulgar <laughs> stuff like with yeah. something else. Like I just did whatever, and I just rapped the same thing. So we wanted it to be like a cover as opposed to being 
Because there had to have been one of those like punk goes crunk or some shit like that that came out. Yeah. And like, well, we should do one. You and know, like, well, let's waste this experiment on Armageddon because if we do it like as an Armageddon type thing, then that way we'll know if it works or not. Because Shaken had talked about it too, but of course, you know, the Herods were not exactly just dying to do something. Thrilled. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love, hey, you know, I love those guys, man. Uh, yeah, James no, Herod totally. and Dean Herod. It's amazing how different those guys are now. Well, I guess James is probably not a whole lot different. Well, he's, you know, everyone grows and changes, but, sure. uh, James he's is a lot different. Intelligent, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, that was just such an ingenious idea to me. Yeah. You know, like, uh, you, you, you rap on the verses and then come in with the heavy metal on the chorus, you know? Yeah. And, uh, that's why I love it. I, I've been getting really big into him lately. I don't love all of his music, but he's got some really good stuff that, you know, even the videos are unique too. Like he does right. the weird, like Mickey Mouse, uh, old school looking Walt Disney type animation for his videos. Have you ever watched his videos? Yeah, I've watched some stuff. I mean, he's, he's been around for a little while. I'm sure you probably from, I know you, you listen to enough music still to be aware probably of the term of like SoundCloud rap. Yes. Like, it's kind of almost like everybody has their own little like storefront and they have yeah. their own style and they do whatever. But in the same breath, it's all kind of categorized as SoundCloud rap. He started out there like with people like Suicide Boys, Puya, Fat Nick. I don't know if you ever heard of any of these guys, but nope. uh, Lil Uzi Vert, he's a really popular guy. I've he's, heard of him. I've heard okay. of him. He's popping. He was popping on SoundCloud. Chance the Rapper. You know, I'm sure you've heard of him. I've heard of him. Yeah. A lot uh, of those people started on – Denzel Curry, you know, like these guys started yes. on SoundCloud. They have – and that was kind of like, you know, you had the freedom to be like, well, we can – we don't have to worry about samples. We don't have to worry about getting stripped off for nothing. So we'll just make our own beats and shit sounds super raw. And you got mm -hmm. that after the, you know, uh, Golf Wang uh, – Odd Future, Tyler the Creator era. All those yeah. kids from out west were like, well, we want to make rap music, but we want to put other styles of music in it. And mm -hmm. then you created SoundCloud rap pretty much. I've heard Denzel Curry like one, maybe two songs, and he's kind of different too. You know, yeah. it's, yes, yes. it's almost like alternative. But, um, but yeah, I just thought I'd ask you about him because I figured that, I figured that you would know who that was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, and I'll be, you know, probably, if I if I was like six years younger, in other words, if it was before I started listening to people talk all day as opposed to music, then I probably would be a bigger fan of him. Like if I had to fill more hours of my day up with music, he yeah. would probably be in the category because it's like the same kind of stuff that I'm into. I like mm -hmm. the I like aggressive music. I like rap music. I like heavy rock music. You know, obviously I like all the other stuff too. But what I like is aggressive, just headbanging shit. And mm -hmm. that's the prime example of that in between, you know, yeah, we always 100%. used to say like people like Waka Flocka and like trap music was like one, like one, like chemical away from being metal music. It's yeah. Just, it's like, it's the same thing. Just like, throw in some breakdowns and it's basically a metal song. Yeah. It's like every ludicrous. <laughs> if you listen to every ludicrous beat from back in the day, it's yeah. like, <clears throat> <laughs> that sounds like a fucking like heavy rock song like yeah. riffing there's a guy on youtube that does uh metal covers of everything yeah have you ever seen that guy i think his name is leo something it's possible i mean yeah it's possible. It's, it's kind of funny he he does everything like uh let it go from frozen oh uh, he, he even did baby shark you know but um 
I mean, almost. You know, I just want you to know that's the very the most typical dad shit ever. <laughs> baby shark, right? <laughs> well, you said let it go and baby shark. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. My son's never seen all of Frozen ever, but he knows that song and he'll yep. and he'll sing it. Like, let go, let go. <laughs> he also Our, likes the. Do you want to build a snowman? Yes. <laughs> Our daughter. That's the thing. She can't watch. She's so young still. I mean, sure. she's only eight months old, but. uh she can't – there's no way she can sit down for an hour and a half or whatever and watch a whole entire movie. But uh she loves watching like Disney songs from you know Moana, Frozen. What can I say except you're welcome? welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, I feel you. That's, that's her, her stuff, you know. Yeah, so, um, Have you all gotten into Sing yet? The, the animated movie sing yes uh we love that movie yeah they, they've got the, the gorilla man he sings i'm, I'm still, still standing, standing. That, that's what that's on a playlist that we made for her Dude, on, i'm on just YouTube. saying if there's any dads listening to this podcast they know <laughs> oh yeah i'm telling yep, you it's it's sing it's moana it's frozen and then we try to throw in some crap from our era like lion king sure. uh aladdin yeah you know uh pocahontas things like oh, that look okay look i got something that's had to have shown up in your rotation had to have shown up in your rotation. And you might have seen the movie. Have you Maybe. seen the new Aladdin, like the latest one? Yeah, I've seen it. We watched it when it came out. I've only watched it all the way through once. Yeah, me but, too. But what I've seen way more than that is when uh, Genie and that nut Will Smith, you know, same guy obviously, but when Will Smith walked <laughs> in and they're like, I don't know what the song's actually called, but it's, it might just be Prince Ali. But it's yeah. like Prince Ali, da da dee 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 dee. Oh, you ain't got to remind me what it sounds okay. like. Okay. <laughs> I look, know. <laughs> look, the, on that movie, that ver, that scene where they do that whole song, look, yeah. man, like, you know, Timothy, Timothy Watkins, you know, yeah. you know, okay. Before Gideon was even born, this was like a thing where he would joke around about that song, obviously, you know, to, to, to degrees that probably wouldn't even be socially acceptable. But in the same breath, he's a comedian, so he's got a little bit more of a past than we do. Yeah. But it's just that, 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 and he would just say whatever. You know, you, yeah. you know how it goes. You say you sing a song, but you say something about a dick or something like that. You just say whatever. <laughs> something inappropriate. Yes, absolutely. And whenever, Brittany and Gideon, when Gideon got to the point where he was like susceptible to like watching YouTube and like getting into songs or whatever, that song somehow the version from the new movie is, and man, every time it comes on, the very first thing I think of is like Tim just doing some goofy shit. So it's like, I'm of course like lit, like watching them dance and did the bucket. That's just wild, dude. Hey, yeah. If anybody hey, his stuff, if his stuff is funny, that, man. Cry me a river. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Timothy's pretty funny, man. I watch his stuff on Instagram from time to time. Man, I, and, try, uh, I try to show him as much love as I possibly can. And right yeah. now is a good time for me to say one of the only reasons that I started a podcast, one of the only three reasons was Timothy Watkins because he started one and he was he told me, he was like, look, dude, just do it. You can do it on your phone. And yeah. I started doing a podcast on my phone. And, I mean, I w- I've always liked to be able to talk to people. I've, I've always been the kind of person that enjoys talking to people despite my – anxiety social anxiety in an adult age which we all have obviously probably gotten because we're not around people all the time but i also just enjoy learning that's why i'm so obsessed with listening to people talk all the time is because i enjoy learning new information whether it be something as petty as like everyday drama with amongst celebrities i guess or it be 
you know, some something about like Egypt, bef- like two thousand years before we were here. You know, something to do with evolution or something. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and to a fault, I think that that desire to uh, uh, learn everything makes me way too conscious about things. And of course, it probably sends me down unnecessary rabbit holes at times. But in the same breath, I feel like it always kind of balances out. I'm like, well, I I have a lot more knowledge on a certain subject that it helps me to actually know that information, <laughs> versus like the knowing that there was a you know a rocket shell falling from the sky from China the other day that was supposed to land in Utah. <laughs> I heard about that. Yeah. So whatever happened with that? I mean, it, it I guess- landed. It landed somewhere near India in the ocean. Okay. Allegedly. So it never, never landed in the U.S. Apparently, yeah, it was probably an actual mortar shell from like a an alien civilization, and they just didn't want to tell us. They were like, "Oh, uh, China's going to take the the you know take the the so, ass into this." Speaking of aliens, thank you, sir. Look, look, my boys. The past <laughs> past couple of episodes are like, man. Next time I get on, we got to talk about aliens. I guess Dude. now is the time for me to start this conversation. Apparently, the cat's out of the bag now, right? That's what they're saying. I mean, they're saying that, like, look, we're going to tell you some shit on Jan- June 1st or June or July 1st. Oh, uh, so they've already they, announced that. They said we're going to tell – they haven't exactly said it, but more or less taken from one piece to another. We're going to tell you all something that you all are going to be really, really shocked to hear. <laughs> wow. I mean it's almost like – well, you've seen stories already on the news, uh, You know, pilots talking about they see things that are – that could be described as uh, UFOs almost daily, right? Yes. Yes, like the Navy and stuff. Like they had this <clears throat> these scenarios where – I don't know if you heard about the recent thing particularly where the, that's been coming out about those guys off the coast of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. They It was these Navy ships and these – basically these floating triangles. They were like floating pyramids that were just hovering, and they were like drones, and they just hovered above them. They followed them back to their base. They popped up out of nowhere. They followed them back to their base, and there was like 20 or 30 of them. They followed them back to the base, and they sat there. And when the sun came up, they vanished. Like they just disappeared. And when the wow. sun went back down, they saw them come back. They just came right back and hovered over outside the That's base. That's very interesting, you know? Like it's uh, – to say the least, it's a game changer, right? Oh, dude. I mean, look, okay, we think about it as, you know, let's just take for face value. If it actually is aliens and not just somebody's like equipment that they didn't tell us about, you know what I'm saying? It could very easily be a different country's like, or even our own stuff that there, certain people are just classified. You know what I'm saying? Like, and of course you could dig into the rabbit hole of like, well, why do we have that type of technology? You know what I'm saying? Whatever it may be, but let's just say that it is alien technology from a different planet. It is something that no, we know for a fact across the entire world. Everyone knows for a fact that it is from a different planet and they tell us about it. What does that do for any type of religion that was found on this planet? Hmm. Well, it affects it affects a lot of things. I'm not saying that religion is the only thing. Yeah, and like, what do you think that does? I mean, maybe you could honestly barely alter some of the doctrine that you have from most major religions, and it would still be fine. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like, oh well, it's not like it messes up the rest of this story just because there's aliens. But in the same breath, you know how people are. (laughs) They're like, oh, if there's aliens, then the whole shift is like everything's different now. 
Yeah, it's it's uh it's a little scary, you know? Yeah. Like uh you we always I guess our, our biggest fear, you know, and, and we really shouldn't fear. I don't think that fear is something that uh you know, it's it doesn't help with anything, I guess, or it doesn't make you feel better about things. But uh I'm not biggest, impervious to it though, you know. Like, yeah, I, nobody is, you know, necess- I mean nobody's perfect, right? But uh right. Our biggest fear before, I guess, was uh, North Korea or sure. Russia or China. But now, you know, this is something that's completely different. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's this just, bothers people. I mean, this 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 actually, to me, it like goes beyond any uh, political party or religion or ideology yeah. that you subscribe to. Like, this, this is, is something that's more like this could either be the most life threatening or the most eye opening experience to live well, well here's the thing though if if aliens have been here already you know since what the beginning of time or hundreds thousands of years whatever yeah if they wanted to do something right they right, probably could have right. they probably could have already done something you know like if they wanted to take over planet earth <laughs> i can't right. believe i'm talking about this but well, what the thing is is you can't believe you're talking about it seriously yeah, you know what I'm saying like it. We've There's always a hypothetical those, thing. Those midnight conversations where it's like you know you're cracking jokes about aliens, but you're like, ah, who knows? You know, it's like it's like whatever. We we've never been more inclined to think that there's actually a possibility that aliens are real. Yeah, but to your point though, with it's like if they've if they've been around for this long or they've been around for longer than us, or they're so much more intelligent than us, or this, that, and third, it's like, well, why haven't they done anything? Like clearly, they either they're the thing that I think would bother people a little bit, obviously anything aliens would do would bother people. But if we found out that like we, they are the only reason we're, we exist, you know what I'm saying? If we find out that they're like, yeah, y'all are an off branch of us and this all started so long ago, you know what I'm saying? That would really mess everything up because people would be like – even if you look at our DNA and our brain, like anything that's happened, it's been for so long, everything we've ever been taught would be like – you know what what is that supposed to mean i'm not saying that we would all just like stop functioning if we found out that aliens are the, we think about going to work the next day <laughs> <laughs> after that news came out think about all those guys you were just talking about like you know oh they, you know, i'm talking about you know sports or something with these people and they don't give a damn think about what they would say when they they came to work the next day sunday night they broke the news that we're actually all just like a a, a an ant an alien ant farm for aliens and, that would be nuts. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like uh, the fucking Democrats are so full of shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> They've infiltrated Fox News. Tucker's one of them. <laughs> Can you believe this? The this scrolls, hero, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. That would be wild for sure. Um, I don't know. I, I think that, so, I mean, apparently there's going to be a press conference on June the 1st or July the 1st. Yeah, roughly. He's talking about one of those times. Yeah. So we'll find out then if we're a, a giant alien ant farm, as you said, <laughs> they said, they said Obama, Obama apparently said something about the UFOs. He's like, the, the people know nothing. Oh, he said that. Cause no, I saw like, I read, an, I read an excerpt from that interview a couple days ago. And he told – like what he was talking about, he said that the, one of the first things he asked you know, was like, okay, where's the secret Area 51 area? Are we keeping an, an alien body in captivity or whatever? Yeah. And from what he said in that interview, uh, 
he basically said that we didn't have anything like that. And so it was more of like a denial. Yeah. From what I read. That's good. I mean, apparently he was on the James Corden show. I don't know. Like, Yeah, yeah, that's what it was, yeah. So I don't know. I want to ask you, I know you and Jason Galt talked about this because I did listen to a little bit of your last podcast, and we'll keep this brief since you've already covered it. But yeah, No, you're good. You're good. I Okay, here's the thing. When Marvel hey, movies – I got a question, Jonathan. Can I go piss real quick? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and take Literally, a break. I'm asking you if I can go piss real quick. <laughs> I'll be right back, brother. Sure, I give you my permission, Shane, to go pee. <laughs> What's up, guys? Uh, so earlier at the intro, I was having a really good time. I think uh, hopefully most of us were. But, um, yeah, I am going to ask for your money because I do that for, on every episode now. Ta-da! Um, thank you guys for joining in on this episode. This is great. I've, I've known Jonathan for quite some time, and it's pretty awesome to have him on the show. It's also pretty awesome to hear his... Uh, is uh you know about how his life is going these days jonathan's a cool dude if you haven't noticed already anyway uh and really looking forward to seeing what he's got coming up soon seems like he's going to be uh trying to take it dabble into the 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 wave or the way say quay anyway uh organic poison on cash app or paypal.com slash shane is or you can email me at organic poison media at gmail.com if you want to uh financially support this podcast if you want to you know run an ad on here sort super cheap because i'm really just trying to get nickels and dimes here because i have uh zoom accounts to pay for and uh other things and i'm trying to get some more equipment i'm trying to i'm trying to try to level up episode 50 is on its way and uh yeah i've got a handful of people that have been listening to every episode and uh Hopefully, I've got new people listening to this episode. So, if you guys are interested, by all means. If not, you can share it. You can post it. You can tell a friend. You can be like, man, that was trash. I don't ever will listen to a show again. I hope you don't do that, but you can do that. I'm sure there are people who do that. Uh, but, yeah. And if you are a listener that is on Deviant Behavior Radio, thank you for listening to the radio station. Be sure to continue to tell people. And if you're not a listener on there, you should be a listener. They have music all throughout the day. They have other shows. Uh, be sure to check it out. And uh, once again, thank you to Manny and thank you to Philip and thank you, Jonathan, for being on the show. Uh, and if you do go the Cash App route, it's Organic Poison without the second O in the poison. So it's P-O-I-S-N. Anyway, holler at me, guys. I'm also accepting crypto donations as well. <laughs> All right. Desperation at its finest. Back to the show. Oh, man, that went perfect. My mother-in-law's in there. My son was <laughs> preoccupied. <laughs> Gotta love it. The mother-in-law. I just don't want to start getting those text messages like like right now in the podcast where it's going so well. I don't want to get yeah. those messages. So, you know. <laughs> I need you in here right now, Shane. Like, yeah, like when are you going to be done? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. I'll keep this brief because, like I said, you guys talked about this last week <clears throat> or your last podcast. Yeah. But uh, I – when I watch Marvel movies, I try to keep an open mind, right? Right. A lot of people, a lot of purist Marvel people who have been reading the comics since they were kids and they've read every storyline, blah, blah, blah. That's not necessarily me when it comes to Marvel. But they were they were upset when Iron Man three came out and the Mandarin turned out to be a joke character, right? Right. For me, 
I didn't mind it. I thought it was hilarious. I right? thought it was hilarious too. We, we, yeah. Me and uh, Brittany didn't realize that that was the case. I was like, no, watch out. This guy is a prankster. <laughs> He's a nut. And, and it was so funny, man. Well, cause I, it's, cra- it's crazy because like, you know, when you think about how they you know, they always say these days, oh, they put propaganda in these films to affect people's brains. I was like, yeah, yeah well, they totally flipped the script on this bastard. I was like, because they <laughs> so, hey, that's one example of Marvel doing something that's a little unpredictable, right? Right. But anyway, uh, we're, I'm digressing here. Sure. No, so <clears throat> I consider myself a Mortal Kombat purist. Right. Oh man, I'm so glad we're talking about this. I yeah, wanted, I wanted to like. So, I, I grew up playing Mortal Kombat. Right. I was playing era. Mortal Kombat One in the arcade at Dairy Queen in Macomb, Mississippi. Okay. Oh, God, shout out to Macomb Pike County standards. <laughs> I, you know, the whole Little League baseball team was coming back from the game to go to Dairy Queen. Yeah. I was a nerd at that time. You know, I was getting picked on on the baseball field, blah, blah, blah. But when it was, when it was game time, when it was Mortal Kombat time, I, not only did I beat, I think it, dude, you know what? I, you know who I, I think I played? I played Sea Baby, if I'm not mistaken. Oh my gosh. Justin Smith. Okay. Oh but my gosh. Dude, I played I'm him gonna, in Mortal I'm going to cut this part out and put it as the, the, the <laughs> promo for the show on Facebook and that I'm going to tag Sea Baby in it. What? The, there you go. So look, we were playing each other in Mortal Kombat. It might, might or might not have been Sea Baby, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> oh, he, he don't was. backtrack now. He's going for that smoke. He's going to want that rematch <laughs> now, bro. So, you know, I know he was on one of my little league baseball teams, but, uh, we played Mortal Kombat, you know, and, I went from being a nerd, the guy that was getting picked on, whatever, to a legend in the arcade. Because not only did I beat the guy, I think I had Sub-Zero, but when it said, finish him, I ripped the guy's head out. Spine dangling everything. Right? <laughs> Spine dangling everything. But when it comes to Mortal Kombat, that's the one series or mythology that I know a lot about. Okay? I have seen every single MCU movie. I've, I've been an MCU or Marvel fan in general since I was a kid, but I can't claim to know a lot about Marvel, right? I, I, I kind of more of a mainstream like knowledge, you know, I guess, uh, kind of floating between mainstream and, and super nerd. Okay. Somewhere in, in between. Right. When it comes to, to Mortal Kombat, you could literally put me on a TV show like against someone else who's super well-versed in this knowledge, and I would be very confident that I could win, okay? That's how much I know about Mortal Kombat. I'm trying to give you an idea without yeah, talking no, forever, okay? No, you're fine. You're fine. I'm, I'm, <clears throat> right now, I'm looking for a quote for this, this picture <laughs> that I took of us having a conversation right now. I want to I make a Facebook post. I'm going to say this while I'm on the podcast. I'm going to make a Facebook post, and it's just a picture. You can't probably can't see it, but it's a picture of the computer screen. Yeah. Talking. I totally can't see it. That's a, yeah. so, <laughs> I want to say, I'm not going to do this, but I wanted to be like, yo, Jonathan May said that Jason is a piece of shit. <laughs> hey. I'm not going to do that, though. Okay, let's get back on this because, okay, you Mortal Kombat, the movie, the one that just recently came out on HBO yes. Max, I had a lot of problems with it, okay? Right. Uh, because I'm such a purist. Even if I wasn't a purist when it comes to Mortal Kombat mythology, this movie is still hot garbage, okay? <laughs> I hate to say that, Jane. It pains me deep within to say this about this movie because 
for so long, dude. I can remember back in 2010 looking at, oh, 2011, there's going to be a new Mortal Kombat movie. I've been following this crap for over a decade, okay? So when a new Mortal Kombat movie finally came out, I was so stoked and probably way more excited than I should have been. Man, there's just so much to pick apart about this film, okay? We'll start with Cole Young, the original character that was created for this movie, who is a boring piece of shit. (laughs) He's the biggest cliche, oh, down-on-his-luck MMA fighter ever. Okay, we've seen this in movies a thousand times. You have a plethora of characters to select from. Ah, I don't know. Johnny Cage might have been a good fit here. To, to fill the shoes of a person who's doesn't know anything about all this mystical energy and, oh, that guy just ripped this guy's head out. Johnny Cage literally was the perfect character to use in this spot. What do you guys do? Say, you know what? Fuck it. We're just going to create our own character, and we're going to make an MMA fighter who's washed up and just got his ass kicked in the cage. And and, and you know what? Let's even more we're gonna make this scorpion's grandson so the only way scorpion can be brought back from the dead is by his grandson holding up this harpoon and saying scorpion i'm getting my ass kicked by sub-zero i need help it is the most garbage character ever what's his superpower oh he has this magical armor that appears all over his body and, and someone can punch him really hard who knows what happens if you punch him in the face or try to rip his head off? But hey, he's got really cool uh, knife sticks, right? <laughs> That's awesome. I literally, Shane, I don't know how. This is more Warner Brothers bullcrap, okay? No, yeah, you're right. And this is the direct result of studio meddling. Warner Brothers always wants to screw with shit. And they always fuck it up. <laughs> That's why their DC Universe is in shambles. Uh, they had some hits. Aquaman was good. Wonder Woman was good. Wonder Woman 2 was awful. Because yeah, they they try to meddle with things too much, okay? You have your directors. You have your writers. They have a vision. You need to trust in those people, Uh that's what Marvel does. That's why they select these off-the-wall people, but they they have Kevin Feige, who's holding the reins of the carriage, right? Right. Ultimately, but he doesn't he doesn't tell directors like Taika Waititi whenever, whenever he's directing Thor Ragnarok, oh, you know what? I don't like the scene where the Hulk fights Thor in the arena. I think we just need to completely scrap that. And hey, by the way, also this... Um, this Valkyrie character, I think we need to replace her with somebody a little bit more interesting. No, they don't do crap like that. They let the directors and the writers put their vision on the screen. They sell them initially, you know, like they sell them with the pitch. Sure. But <clears throat> that's the problem with Warner Brothers, okay? I'm starting to, to go off on a tangent. I didn't yeah. mean to. Okay. But okay. You had me literally at a loss of breath. At one on your Mortal Kombat critique. So if we could go into two on your Mortal Kombat. Oh, there's a long list of numbers here. Okay, but we'll go to number two. Okay. Okay, you didn't like you didn't like Homeboy. You made a good point. Like if they they could have had a uh, old Cage, not Nick Cage, but uh Johnny Johnny Cage. <laughs> so number two, basically everything in this film that is not faithful to the source material. Is crap. Yeah. 
Just like the whole Arcana thing, right? Oh, the Arcana brings about their powers when they finally realize their potential. That is so dumb, okay? If you already have the ability to give Jax these cybernetic cybernetic arms, why can't you give him cybernetic arms that are strong? I don't I don't get that, you know? <laughs> like why does it have to be chicken arms? It, okay? It's probably because he was black. <laughs> <laughs> That's so dumb. So like it fits the if, he, if he though. if he didn't have okay, let's let's just for argument's sake. Yeah, I'm just joking. By the way, obviously, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, for argument's sake, what would his powers have been had he not had cybernetic arms? Because that was his power. That was his arcana. They right. they gave him more strong cybernetic arms <laughs> that he can now shoot lasers out of. Okay, like he could have used that for something else. <laughs> the whole arcana thing. Yeah. I didn't like it. You know what, though? Now that I'm complaining and listening to myself complain about it, maybe I can I can let that one slide, okay? Right. Here's, here's another one. Raiden is supposed to be our main source of exposition. He's supposed to be the person or the character that fills us in on everything. Right. You couldn't even understand a word this fucking guy said. <laughs> this guy, like, he's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Mortal Kombat is yeah. What? What did he say? Is he speaking English? Oh my god! <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> and, and look, okay, oh we have our our social justice warriors in in the world today that always said Raiden should be Asian. Okay, Raiden has been white in the video games in the movies since 1993. He's, he's always been, a, been white. He's, he's been a poser since the the induction to the game. <laughs> yeah, so allow him to keep being a poser, okay? <laughs> Pick someone like, I don't know, anybody would have been better. Someone you can understand what the hell they're saying. Dude, what if, what was his name? The fucking dude that died because he was trying to get his rocks off. What? David Carradine? Was that his name? <laughs> Are you talking about the original Lord Raiden? David was he was he was David Carradine Lord Raiden? No, it was Christopher Lambier. Chris, oh. Christopher Lambier. I was trying to act like I didn't know his name, but I knew it. <laughs> David David Carradine could have been a great Raiden. Okay. So because man. he's like pretty much white and he wanted to be a punk <laughs> guy. Here's another thing, okay? Melina, right? Yeah. She literally like in the games, when you look at Melina, she's all her her main thing, she talks shit. That's what yeah. she does. Right. She she comes out, she licks her knife, her sigh, and and she's talking shit from the very opening, right? Like, your blood will taste so nice on my sigh. <laughs> she didn't do any of that. She didn't like I think she might have had one or two lines in the whole film. Right. That's what she's known for, you know, like that's that's her big thing is she she comes out, she talks shit. That's her big thing. She didn't yeah. even do it. You know, I was kind of disappointed in that. Uh, Kano, I thought he was funny. Might have been the best thing about the film. But him, like, his F-bombs were literally, like, over – it was to the point where it was overbearing. Yeah. Okay? I, I don't have a problem with uh, foul language in movies, okay? It's sure. not something that every time I hear a curse word, I'm just like, oh, man, I, you know, I hate yeah. to hear that. Right. But, <laughs> but this guy literally dropped the F-bomb, like, 
probably 500 times. Right. <laughs> it was, it was to the point, like the first couple of times he did it, you know, it's funny. We were laughing, but then like, it almost got to the point where every other word this guy said was the F word, you know? They were like, they were like a minimum of three in every sentence. Like, please, yeah. just give us as much as you can. And he's, he's like, I don't want to do this. They're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you better say it. He's like, okay, okay. But uh, I didn't mean to get so worked up. There no. was just something that, you know, I was very passionate about. Absolutely. And uh, I was excited about the movie. You know, it was going to be a great movie. And... Uh, there's a lot of other issues with the film too, you know, like in the original Mortal Kombat movie, which by is by no means a f- great movie. Okay, I'm not trying to say the original is is uh, gone with the wind or anything. Right, it's incomparable. <clears throat> no, but uh, <laughs> it had its moments, right? In, in the original movie, the the fight scenes felt like a very big deal. Why? Why did they feel like a big deal? Because you know, each individual fight, they kind of did it. You know, on its own, they gave some intro music, and the fighters walked up and did a pose right. before the fight. Then it was on, you know, right. like Donkey well, also Kong. Also, back then, back in the day, like that was kind of what the selling point for movies were was the the fight scenes. Which I'm not saying that's not important now, but I mean, when you put out a movie like Mortal Kombat, I mean, it's it like, needs to we be. Don't yeah. care. we don't really care that much about the dialogue, especially <laughs> back then. It's like now, of course, it's like if you're going to go through the trouble of getting us all hyped up about something, we'd like for you to at least give us a decent movie. Yeah, like just it's not that hard to give us a decent movie. The fights at, at the end didn't feel like a big deal. Why? Because they were all going on at the same time. It kind of felt rushed. Like, okay, we got to do all this exposition. Here's a little bit of exposition from Raiden. I know you can't understand what the hell he's saying, but here's a little <laughs> from him. <clears throat> but I know a guy who he, knows him. <laughs> who knows who? The actual actor? No, I'm kidding. I was just saying, like, I know a guy who knows him, and this is he told me. Okay, he was, you made me feel really bad just now. I was like, oh no. <laughs> I don't even know who the actors are in that movie. You know, that guy that played Raiden, though, he was, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was in Inception. Yeah. If I'm okay. not mistaken, I might be totally wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure he was, though. But anyway, off the subject. So the fight seems to feel like a great a, movie, by the way. Oh, yes. Phenomenal film. I love Christopher Nolan. <clears throat> um, but yeah, the fights didn't feel like a big deal. Couldn't understand what Raiden said. Uh, Cole Young was garbage. Um, also, I get that Shang Tsung's evil, and I get that he's a cheater. Sure. Can you at least like give us a little bit of the tournament in the movie? Like, does the whole movie have to be him like trying to kill all the possible like? All the Earth Realm defenders before the tournament even starts. Right. I have a theory on that, though. I mean, I have a theory on a lot of that because supposedly, and not to cut you off or anything, but mm-hmm. uh, the the guy who I, we know for a fact, apparently, because it got leaked somehow, the guy who played Sub Zero signed for like a four movie or a three movie contract. He's going to come back as Noob Sabat. They're pro- they're pro- <laughs> it's just it's like, just so you know, <laughs> just so you're well the fuck aware. <laughs> but no, apparently he saw you know. So their intentions are they might play out more of the things that we were looking for in yeah. other plots. You know what I'm saying? Because if they've already yeah. got an idea for what they want to do, as opposed to putting out a movie and then having to scramble, you know, like which is what most of the movies kind of do. Because 
their thought process was like, well, we're going to put this one out and we're going to save as much money as we can on it. But we're going to get enough people interested that hopefully it'll be it'll garner the money and the attention that we need for additional films. It's a good bit. It's a good bet, too, because people have been asking to your point. <coughs> people have been wanting a good Mortal Kombat movie for a long time. Well, they definitely to my understanding and from what I've received from this is that they had, they half asked it, but people are desperate are just bitter enough that they would watch the second one. If they thought they could get some closure on the first one, <laughs> like hey, give me a little bit more of what I want in the second one. You know what? Instead of me crapping on this film so much, let's talk a little bit about what they did, right? <clears throat> the okay. violence fatalities and the gore and even some of the action, you know, I'm not saying the action in the film was bad. Right. It was well choreographed. It looked cool. It was fun to watch. Um, the I loved the fact that they introduced a couple random characters that are from the mythology, like Natara, the, the vampire. Sure. Uh, the one that had the wings that was flying around. You know, they, they kept kind of building her a little bit like she was going to be a big deal. And I love the fact that Kung Lao just cut her in half. That was awesome. Right. Um by the way, we probably need to put some type of spoiler warning before we talk about this movie. You probably dude, need to put dude, put that in there somewhere. I'll, I'll say something at the beginning. I usually put an intro. Yeah, on there the you beginning go. of every episode. So I'll say that about halfway through this episode, there will be hardcore spoiler warnings <laughs> for Mortal Kombat the movie. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there was some things they did right, and, and the movie started off beautifully. I loved it. You know, I was so amped up because in the video game, Scorpion, that's that's ha exactly how it happens, okay? Right. Scorpion gets murdered by who he thinks is Sub-Zero, which we find out later down the road that that might or might not have been uh, – that might not have been actually Sub-Zero. Right. But that's something for another story. Um, but yeah, Sub-Zero kills Scorpion's family. Then he kills Scorpion, okay? Scorpion comes back modern day as a – Demon hell spawn, not because Cole Young holds up a a harpoon and, and says scorpion, but <laughs> <laughs> regulate, regulate. No, and that's the biggest thing that bothers me. Like when I think about the sequel, I think about Cole Young. Like, dang, I hope this guy dies in the very beginning of the second movie because he sucks. Like, I hope James Herod, I'll quote James Herod on this one. We were talking about the Mortal Kombat movie. <clears throat> he said in the second movie, he, ho <laughs> he hopes that score, I mean, uh, Johnny Cage punches Cole Young in the nuts and then uppercuts his head off. <laughs> oh my God. That'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> Cause he really is the worst part about the movie. It, it was just, uh, such a cliche character, you know, yeah. when you have such a wealth of, of choices. For who you can put in that spot, you know? Right. But yeah, I was disappointed with it, to say the least. I thought it was pretty funny that they got Ronda Rousey to be in the uh, the video <laughs> game, but they didn't get her in the movie. I was like, you should have found a way for Ronda Rousey to be in the movie. You would have sold – you know how many more people would have watched that movie? <laughs> I don't know, look, look, James. Look, me and you have a perception about Ronda Rousey because she's let us down on so many levels. <laughs> but I'm just saying like – I mean – she that 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 whole a lot of people met, liked her in the UFC uh, WWE realm, right? Didn't they? She's she's popular, yes. But I, if I was casting for that film, I would not select Ronda Rousey. I thought 
thought the girl that they had did okay. I thought she did fine. Ronda Rousey, right. Rousey would have probably cost a third of their budget too. Yeah, and she's not worth it. That's the thing. Yeah. Like she's not even particularly that great of an actress. Right. I, I thought the girl they had did good as Sonya. She was tough. She was, you know, she wouldn't have been my first choice. But uh, I'm not the casting director. It's for, like, but for Ronda Rousey. probably wouldn't have been your first choice either. Who Ronda? I was like Ronda. You said the girl they had casted uh, for Sonya wasn't your first choice, but Ronda probably wouldn't have been your first choice either. Oh, Rhonda wouldn't have been my 40th choice. <laughs> Rhonda probably would have been my choice if every blonde-haired female on earth had died of a of a heart attack just yeah. simultaneously, just yeah. like that. And, and then, and, except for Rhonda Rousey, and then I would have been like, ah, oh, this is a tough choice. Like, look, if you can go find $300, I'll let you be in the movie. <laughs> Bring me three hundred dollars. <laughs> what, what was that lyric from that, know, that certain just, song? I just thought about it. I just thought about it. Uh, 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 give me, give a, me a blowjob. If you put hundred dollars on the table, it might have been like I don't remember. It, was, it might have even been a hand job. Just like <laughs> it's just so, so like monotonous. Like give me a hundred dollars, and you can give me a hand job. Oh god! Whose song it was? But I yeah, I mean, either that, that artist escapes me right now, Shane. Yeah. For now, it definitely escapes me. <laughs> but, uh, I, I did want to something I did want to talk to you about, and this is has you know nothing to do really as much with what we've been talking about, but yeah, you are somebody that has been into music for forever. You know, yeah. you've been you've obviously been into movies, video games, music. Uh, I said music twice. I meant to say music, movies, video games, uh, sports. I know that of you that you are interested in a lot of the you know typical topical things that are easy to talk about in conversation. Yeah, <clears throat> what kind of music you've been listening to lately, man? Was it like what? I mean, you were obviously telling me about Ghost Main, but I think that was more a particular type of conversation. Yeah, honestly, nothing with me has changed a whole lot, um, <clears throat> dude. If somebody like sits in my car and listens to music with me for an hour or 30 minutes, whatever. Right. You're going to hear something that you like. Like I literally listen. People say that all the time. It's cliche, but I literally listen to everything. I listen to pop. Like, okay. My newest playlist, I have, uh, the new Lady Gaga album. Okay. I have Ghost Main. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I, I have, uh, I mean, I love a lot of rap music. I, <clears throat> I'm trying not to. I feel like I'm finally starting to get to a point in my life. I'm I'm about to be 33, sure. where I'm starting to kind of stick my nose up to the newer generation of crap. You know, like yeah. it, I hate it's to say this, to. it's hard not to. I hate to say this, but I do. Uh, I don't have respect for her, but her some of her music is good. Cardi B, yeah. um, you know, she's an idiot though. <laughs> She she can do some pretty corny shit, but it sells. And the thing yeah. is, the thing is, is I don't actually think she's as dumb as she makes us. I think that that persona is what holds her back from being a better that like, trashy person persona. Life. You know what I'm saying? Like because she doesn't actually seem to be that kind of person in real life. Have you I'm seen not- her interview the president? <laughs> Wait, what? Have you seen her interview the president? I have not. <laughs> I, I feel like I should see that though. Look it up. <laughs> I definitely will after this. Uh, but hey, you know she's she's doing her thing. It's working for. Her. Uh, right. I I listen to country music. Um, I even go back to like older stuff and then stuff that came out like ten, fifteen years ago. Sure, I'm listening to uh, a new art, a newer artist. His name is um, 
<clears throat> what's his name? He has an old school sound. He does the long white line. That's one of his songs. Oh man, it's on my playlist right here. Let me look at it. The long white line. That yeah, I'm about, I'm about to find is, out right now. That is the most Confederacy sound shit I've ever heard. <laughs> Sturgill Simpson. Oh, he's dude, very- dude, he is. He's like. A, I mean, don't get me. I've only listened to him a handful of times. But yeah, when I do listen to him. I listen to him like in depthly. Like I listen to like a a, a long body of work of his. Yeah. And, like my brother was the one that put me on to him, and he was mm-hmm. like, "Look, dude, this is a different type of art. He makes country-ish kind of music." He was like, "But this is a different. This is like a re-like formulated version of country music. Like he yep. just the way he carries himself. He put out like an anime or something on like Netflix. Uh, there's like a country album. Over I didn't see that anime. Like, I don't know. I haven't seen it either. But like I heard about it or whatever." <laughs> He's, he's very, he's very different. I, that's what I like. I like stuff that's different. I also like some of the old, you know, like, like for instance, there was this random ass band from back in the the mid two thousands that I used to love. They were uh, the typical rock style that I liked. You know, uh, Breaking Point was the name of the band. <clears throat> sure, I've heard of them before. Uh, random, but I never listened to their first album. So I downloaded their first album on spot. I mean, I, you don't download things anymore. Yeah. I <laughs> I'm starting to show my age here, but, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, ra- you know, random stuff. And, uh, I don't care what anybody says, Shane Creed and Nickelback are among some of the best <laughs> rock bands of all time. Whether or not you want to be honest with yourself about that. That's listen, your choice. Listen, listen, I'm glad that I'm glad that you brought us here because this is something that this is something that I'm sure that. There's quite a handful of people that know you that are, are well aware that you have been a – I don't know in recent days, but I know back in the day there was almost like there was a badge on like somewhere right up underneath your shoulder somewhere <laughs> that said, yes, I am a Creed fan. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, and because you played in bands that – especially in the earlier bands, it was influ- – you could tell there was some influence there. It's, um, me and you, me and you used to go to church when we were like toddlers, more or less. We went to West Macomb Baptist Church together. Yep. And then later on in life, I got into the music scene, and in Macomb, the music scene was whoever actually got behind the instruments and just tried to make noise together. You <laughs> yeah. Know? And so, and when I came around, your band Feedback was a band that <laughs> that was, you know, I think it was like the second show I ever went to, like the second show I ever went to in my life. It might have been the third. No, it was the second one. It wow. Was a feedback show at Jason's house. It wasn't feedback show. I think it was a shaken show, but I'm pretty sure it was both of y'all that played. It might have been like No, me. you're right. It was we it was a it was a feedback show and I think Jake Duncan might have filled in for guitar because uh our guitar our second guitarist wasn't there or something that night. Well, I, that I was the story of like every band you were ever in. It's like the yeah, second right. guy who played. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. The other guy just <laughs> continued to not show up for some reason. <laughs> James was there. James was always there. Oh, yeah. James Floyd. Me and James Floyd were always there. Uh, I think at that time, Lance was in our band. I remember this night, dude, because uh, I remember we wore some super lame ties with our buttoned-up long sleeve shirts. I remember that. That was a long time ago. Dude, it was crazy, though. If you you really want to boil it down, dude, it's actually kind of weird, but it's almost 20 years ago. Almost. Well, maybe not that quite that almost 15 years ago i think because that was like 2007 2008 probably 2006 it was 2006 it was right when before 2006 started so to your point yes it wasn't quite 20 years ago but i mean it feels like it was 80 years ago (laughs) 
<laughs> That's crazy though. Yeah, man. And I remember because like, uh, you know, Steven had been going to shows already and he was like super cool with Keith and stuff. Yeah. Back then that fight I mean, to that, die. that was the the area, you know, it was like, it was more or less like if, if we would consider it gangs, like we did back then, <laughs> it's like there was the shaken gang and the fight to die gang. Yeah. You found which side you, you belonged on and you made it. <laughs> You made a band as if you were under the umbrella of one of those, one of those bands. <laughs> like, you guys were cool with the shaking guys, so it was like, oh well, they're like on that that side. And I mean, you know, I didn't really know anyone. Like the only reason I halfway know Keith now, I guess. I mean, uh, Keith and I kind of became somewhat acquainted during those days, and I think we played one or two shows with Fight to Die. Yeah, but the other guys in that band, I didn't know them at all. <laughs> Even the second dude, I remember what he looked like, but I don't even know his name anymore. You talking about Justin? I guess That's Justin McDaniel. He used to play bass, but him and Keith were like inseparable for a while. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I mean, I say that. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure before Justin came around, there was uh It was Keith, uh, Matt. Shout out to Matt, by the way. Matt, 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 Matt Howell. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! You said Matt, Matt, Matt. Well, I don't know who Matt is. I call yeah. him LJ. That's what I've always called oh, him since, okay. since birth. <laughs> since birth. Hey, I was about to say shout out to him. That's the homie. But uh, yeah, I like Matt. He's cool. Uh, Matt and Brett Nettles. I don't know if you yeah Bryce's older brother. Oh, he was in the band. He, yeah, they were in a band called The Misplaced. Hey, you're right. Matt was in Fight to Die. Yes, exactly. I forget about that until, dude, I haven't thought or heard that since like 2006 or I seven, know, whatever. Right? That's, I mean, this was like, it, this was, this, and that predated me. That was before, yeah. I, not predated me, but before I, me and Steven were still just like walking by Macomb High School trying to hope to make some friends or something at the time. <laughs> you know what? People can say what they want to about Matt, but he was an, and he probably – I don't know if he still is, but he is an excellent drummer. He is excellent at everything he seems to put his mind to. Yeah, and, and he's got the whole freak outdoor things going right now. Yeah. Uh, that's so cool you know, to be able to do something that you're passionate about for a career. Yeah. I think and that's all of our it, dreams. Stick with it. Oh, well, of course, but somebody who, who, who got something – and you know, pe- I'm sure that there's more than enough people throughout uh, – the the hemisphere his hemisphere of people who would probably find something negative to say about him yeah i, I don't well, know haters are gonna hate right yeah haters that's what i was about to say dude but like let them it's like dude if you ain't got no haters you ain't popping and yeah if, and e- even if you take all the ego out of it that's something to be proud of is the fact that it's like hey man look you took whatever it was that you had set your eyes on and you turned it into something great and that's badass i think that's he's, that's very admirable he's built an empire man He's yeah. got he if you you know I'm not really into that sort of thing, but even me, like I think the design on his shirts and hats are so cool, you know, like they look yeah. so legit. Yeah. They looked legit years ago. I mean like just they look so professional. And uh he's see, doing a I good job. See, and, and this might sound like an insult to like like if I'm saying it from the point of view of like some of like uh probably a handful of my listeners, but like I would say I say, dude, you could easily see their shit, some of their stuff in Belk. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's like, uh, to me, that's awesome because that just shows like, hey, that's, you know, you're holding up real estate in a, a, a an organization somewhere and you're making money off of that. Yeah. Like the only way that that happens is if you sign a piece of paper that gets you a lot of money. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, or you know, somebody thinks you're worth partnering with. He could probably bring that to Shark Tank or something. You know, he probably. Well, I think I don't think he has to at this point. No, he probably if don't. He, if as long as he's not <laughs> struggling to buy his ramen noodles and bread right now. Oh I no, mean, he's he's doing good. Yeah, he's doing I mean, good. I'm, I'm definitely not a pocket watcher, especially not of people that I know personally. But I would say that he's probably not struggling to feed himself. No. Yeah. Yeah. I think if he thought he was struggling for anything, it would be like, "How I need to put some more money back into this shit." You know what I'm saying? Like, I wish yeah. I had more money to dump into this, which I guess would prove to your point of Shark Tank. But I think I think <laughs> I think that I think he's doing. Pretty no, he's good. yeah, he's doing a good job, man. I think uh, I don't want to say what I think he makes on the air or here or whatever, but I think oh, he's yeah. I think he's comfortable. Let's just put it that way. I think he's doing really well. I think Hell he's doing yeah. good. Definitely. Oh, we could sit here and jerk Matt off for another two or three more hours. <laughs> right? Hey, hey, screw you, Matt. You suck. Yeah. If you're, you're the worst drummer ever, and, you, and you're in fight to die. You're lame. <laughs> yeah, and you, I hate your freak outdoors. Yeah. Hey, when are you going to stand up to Keith, Matt? I'm just <laughs> right. Hey, we love you, Matt. If you're listening, which you're probably not, but if you are, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> hey, you're a busy man. We understand if you're not listening. We are obviously not busy on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I digress, but I remember Jake was definitely performing with y'all because it was funny to me because at the time I thought it was like, oh, this is so cool, man. This guy from the other band is performing with this band, but we're here to like this band's playing later. And it sounds so lame, but when you're 13, 14 years old and you're watching these guys, which at the time y'all were teenagers and y'all were just having fun too. But for yeah. me, I was like, oh my God, like this is the coolest thing in the world. This is somebody's garage and we're watching a concert. And I didn't even, I didn't even know Jason really at the time. You know what yeah. I mean? It was just like, hey, this is where the show is happening. So this you, is where you go. You know? you know that I've known Jason since fifth grade. He, uh, he came to Park Lane. And that was my when y'all both went to Park Lane at the same time or something. Yeah, actually, it was fourth grade because he came there and he was in my little clique at that time. Back in fourth grade, it was Jason Galt, me, uh, some other kid named Devin. And then, do you know Paul Brenner? Probably. Okay, so that was our little clique in fourth grade. And either fourth grade or fifth grade, I actually hit Jason Galt with a steel chair. Oh, my God. Oh my God. I was holding up a steel chair to block, defend myself. We were on the playground, yeah. and he was about to throw his flip flop at me. He was holding it up, cocked back, ready to throw. So I remember I just said, "Screw it," <laughs> and I just hit him in the face with it. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I assume it worked. I bet he put his flip flop down. Yeah, he put his flip flop down after that. <laughs> Damn, does he remember that? He might. You he ought to ask him about now. that. He definitely will now. He might not come back on the show. <laughs> Hey, Jason's a cool guy, man. So, but after that, I got kicked out of Park Lane. I wonder what I, <laughs> I was a bad kid. I was a really bad kid. It wasn't you know? because you smacked the shit out of a, some redheaded kid with a steel chair. <laughs> no, that was that was kind of what led up to it. You know, I don't know if that was my fifth grade year. That might have been fourth grade. But I was a bad kid. I did stuff like that all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, and I was always like an attention seeker or class clown type, and. uh what was the straw that broke the camel's back was Britney Spears. <clears throat> no. <laughs> <laughs> like she was gone way before then. <laughs> yeah. But uh I literally took my French fry tray and filled it with about twelve to thirteen to fourteen packs of ketchup. Oh my god. 
And John Russell, I don't know if you know, <laughs> if you know this guy, but he almost became like a uh, a legendary figure in his own right. <clears throat> but I turned to John Russell with that that uh, French fry tray, and I said, "Ketchup mask." <laughs> Over his nose, like like a coronavirus mask, you know. I put it over his nose and mouth and chin and everything. Ketchup went everywhere, and uh, <laughs> that that was the straw that broke the camel's back for okay. me at that school. Okay, so what did he do? Absolutely nothing. Uh, <laughs> to John, you're a coward. Wherever you are, <laughs> wherever you are, John Russell, you're a coward. <laughs> No, John Russell, was a, he was a good kid, man. I'd, I, I was, I'd say that hey, now, too, after I did him in front of the whole student body. <laughs> you know what? Dare I say, uh, I was almost a bully in, in some ways back then. I don't know, John. That kind of sounds like you were being a bully. Yeah, I, wa- I, I was. Sometimes I could be a jerk, too. But, uh, but yeah, that was the straw that broke the camel's back for me at that school. The good news is... <laughs> Back then, I imagine it, he was a white guy, correct? Yeah, well, good. <laughs> You'll be fine. Dude. Don't worry about it. As long as he's not the next uh, Unabomber or uh, or yeah. or sniper from a window in Las Vegas. Do you ever hear about that guy that that insulated the? Uh, the By building? the way, John Russell, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry for all the injustices that you received uh, because of me and. Uh, if you ever do become a mass murderer, please spare my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I would also like to say, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be insensitive, but I do think at least we can joke about white on white crime. It's like it's like we can like while everybody's trying to figure everything else out, I definitely think it's we should at least be able to laugh about the fact that Jonathan bullied another cracker ass John Russell ass. <laughs> Dude, I yeah, you. You knew that guy wasn't black from that name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Two first names. His grandparents weren't taking any risk. They said, look, we're this sending dude. our boy to Park Lane. His name's going to be John Russell. <laughs> Bloop. And then he came out. Oh, geez. But yeah. Um, yeah. I think we should stop talking about John Russell. Yeah, because he really might be the one. <laughs> I don't live that far away from there. <laughs> I don't know where he's at now anymore, but, uh, you know, I think he got into, like, Broadway-type stuff, and he was uh, – I don't think he does that for a living now. Yeah. But he – you know, he was supposedly – people said he was really good in the plays and stuff at school. Kind of lost touch with him. We we did some stupid wrestling things back in, like, 2005. This was – uh, 2005. No, we did. I, I wish I could say it was 2005, but it was actually later in life than that. It was 2009, 10, and 11, if I'm not mistaken, which is which is when when I was in college and we were still going out to uh, someone's trampoline and uh, putting on costumes and filming ourselves wrestle on a trampoline. So right, right. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, we invited him to those, and uh, let's just say that uh, you know I I can't say that I didn't pick on him at all during those events. But uh, but some of the guys like BJ and um, George and uh, Bradley, what was his last name? Bradley, 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 Bradley. Brock. Yeah, we're Bradley. N- we're, we're not quite as uh, uh, easy on him as I was. <laughs> oh, of course not. 
but Bradley's a different person now too, man. He's a completely different person. Yes, he is. He is. He is a reformed human. Now, don't get me wrong. Me and Bradley have. I mean, I'm pretty sure we've always gotten along, but I've also been kind of like. Uh, anytime I've ever been involved in his life, we've gotten along, but I've also been a friend of his. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I was like friends yeah. with friends, and then we became friends. So I I was never on the other end of the stick. I, I have witnessed Bradley at times when we were younger. He was the uh, enforcer, the alpha male, if you will, of, yeah. of the of the group. So uh, I yeah. could see where maybe he would maybe make someone feel a little punished. But he, if you talk to him today, he would probably apologize to that person. All yeah, I think all of us would. You know, because sure. we, you know, we were different people back then, and. Uh, you know, young and dumb. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's. I think that there's a lot to be learned from who we were in days past. You know, I mean, yep. Whether it be things that are in the public eye or things that are not, there's always things that you can learn from. And I think that it's interesting as we get older and we start to learn them. And because, you know, you always hear the things like, uh, you know, learn from your like learn from your mistakes and stuff like that. And when you were younger, you were just like, oh, I'm just gonna try not to make any mistakes. That way, I don't have to learn from them. You know what I'm saying? And then you make the mistakes and you make the mistakes, and then you're like, well. Now I see why they say learn from them because it's inevitable. You are going to make mistakes as a person growing, and it could be in any area of your life. If you section your life off into five different categories, you're going to make mistakes in each one of those categories, and you can only hope to learn from those mistakes. Yep. So, and I, I personally, I I used to always uh, give Luke Vincent a hard time because when we were kids, he tried. He used to bully me. Like he would try to bully me, and then when we got older. Uh, it was one of those things. He's like, I would never do that, dude. You, you, you've got a, you got the wrong idea about when we were younger. I'm like, no, <laughs> you, you definitely tried to bully me when we were kids. <laughs> it, it would so be, you stay in, you, you, I didn't mean for us to get off on this, but, uh, do you, you stay don't. in touch, like talking about random people from our area, but, uh, do you stay in touch with Luke? I mean, I don't talk, I don't talk to him that often now, <laughs> but this was like, you know, I've known Luke off and on since we played recreation recreational soccer together like rec league soccer and okay. we played soccer together when we were like 10 and 11 not on the same team but we were near about the same age so it was like every year our teams would play against each other like he might have been like a year or so older than me but and so then when we had that and then after I, by the time I was done with rec league I went straight into my new hobby was playing music and going to shows and being a part of the scene or what have you. And then yeah. later on, he got into music and started playing music and was doing the band thing. And then that's when it was like, we spent more time together and we were a little bit older and it was laughable yeah. to what we were even just five years prior to that. And then now I imagine if we had a conversation, it would be similar to me and you shooting the shit about whatever, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like we, we could crack jokes about it. Yeah. Uh, I like Luke, man. He's a, he's a good guy. <clears throat> I met him at, in uh, stage band at Southwest. But, uh, yeah, he's a good dude. We've been talking for a while, Shane. It's already been, what, two hours, huh? It, it has been a while. Look, but before we get out of here, I want to, I want to do, I do, I've been doing this thing lately and it's been yeah. kind of like a thing for the, the run up to, uh, the, the, the path to 50, to 50, uh, episode 50. And uh -huh. I might not do it after episode 50 and I might keep doing it, but in, it's kind of like a consistent theme. So yeah. I'm going to go ahead and ask you as we go into the final parts of this episode. If you were sitting where you are right now, mm -hmm. didn't have your knees up with the laptop on like you were a little 17-year-old girl. 
talking to somebody <laughs> on FaceTime. My knees are not up, Shane. Look. <laughs> oh, oh, you just got the arm strength. You're just yeah. holding it up. Okay. Well, this is a MacBook, so it's a little bit easier to lift up like this. But okay. Yeah. Like, MacBooks have the same shape as a Windows computer. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the, I, I guess that went over my head. It's not. It's it really wasn't that. It, well, the the computer's over your head, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I've actually got two things. First, I'm going to start with the question that I ask everybody, and then I want to ask you a brief rundown of something else. Okay. Um, if you were where you are right now, and let's just say you make it fun. Just make the answer fun. You can take your time saying it if you want to, but don't just be like, "Oh, I'm going to put it all in the bank." If a million dollars landed in your lap right now, a million dollars landed in your lap, so you just fell there, and they were like, "You don't have to pay taxes on it. The taxes are already paid." You know, it's like so. Say like a one point three landed in your lap, and they took three for taxes, and now you have a million. <laughs> okay. Uh, it all just depends on who's in office. But if you had that million dollars, what do you think you would do with it? And oh man, it's it's so hard for me to not be boring with this answer now because, hey, if you would have asked me this ten years ago, you would have heard some crazy stuff. Like you would have heard, oh, I'm gonna get a hundred and ten inch TV. I'm probably gonna uh, probably gonna have Chuck Norris come over to my house for a day and do and some kick karate me. kicks and kick some watermelons. Uh, <laughs> but now, man, it would be so boring. Like I would probably literally pay off our debt, yeah, and uh, get a house. And probably keep working. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Because a million dollars is not enough to retire, you know? But right. uh, I'd probably make some investments, too. I'd probably put a lot of it in mutual funds. Uh, I do actually have some money in, in dog corn right now. but Dude, I was I was wondering. I, I didn't want to bring it up because I feel like I'm beating a dead horse with a lot of the uh, the, the guests. But I, I, dog corn? You, well, just crypto in general. Have you Have you put any thought into that? Like just uh, obviously, you know, trying to hit a lick with Doge, but outside of that, like, have you thought or read anything else into a cryptocurrency? Honestly, Shane, you know, in a world full of technology at our disposal, where we can literally just pick up our phone and look up anything, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I I just want to get through my day, and uh, you know, I've I've thought about it. Yeah. I've I've uh, thought about starting an account on crypto.com or whatever it is. Sure. Yeah. Coinbase, whatever. They have but, a few uh, you know, I've had I've even had coworkers or former coworkers mention to me like, "Oh, you should look into SafeMoon or ADA or uh but I don't I, I don't even get cryptocurrency honestly. Like right. I, I hear negatives about it, I hear positives about it. Uh, I hear that it's apparently a a strain on our power grid for some reason. Yeah. And uh I you know, I read little pieces, bits and pieces here and there, but I'm by no means someone who's very well read on the topic. Um, so honestly, no, <laughs> I uh, I haven't looked into it a whole lot. Uh, I do. I've, I've had Robin Hood for a little over a year, and last year, you know, I turned 500 bucks into 800 bucks. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like I, I made it. <laughs> I'm <yeah>. arrived. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's uh, it's something that if I was really to start, you know, putting some hardcore money into something like that, I, I would really want to do a lot of research on something like that. Right. I I think that the best option for for people like me is to invest in a mutual fund. Sure. Because that's where you have experts, you know, do that sort of thing for you every month or whatever, and they, you know, depending on 
how conservative you want them to be with your money or how uh, liberal you want them to be with your money. You can, you know, you might can take some risk and make some more money, but uh, I think, you know, that's something that's, that's better for someone like me who, who doesn't honestly have the patience or will to research stuff like that. <laughs> right. No, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, cause that is one thing, especially with what crypto <laughs> is right now. Now, my conversation is that I've been kind of like perpetuating over time is like the crypto market is something that we're all going to have to be aware of. Like, and yeah. I, someone, and this is something that I was actually talking to one of my bosses at my day job about was, you know, I was like, look, we can, we can say, and I'm not saying that what you're doing is, is the wrong way to do it. But, and I think that what the new way of, mutual funds and you know cds in the bank and you know all that kind of stuff the new what's going to be that and the way that our our finances are going to be stable is going to be through this very unstable market which is crypto right now mm. like uh, crypto because well this is the thing i think to myself you know you've got things like bitcoin and ethereum these are like the the top top guys like these are like the top cryptocurrencies yeah are like thousands of dollars per coin or token if you will yeah these all these other little ones that are just say the top hundred underneath that they're all fighting for position for when whenever this stuff becomes regulated is whenever it's people are going to realize oh shit like maybe i should have spent some and this is coming from somebody who has only been semi obsessed with this for the past month and a half. But there's there's two sides to that spectrum too though, Shane. What yeah. happens you're talking about it's it's inevitable that it might get regulated, whatever, but what happens if this crap just completely goes kaput and, you know, it turns out that it is too much of a strain on our power grid and it's not practical, you know, whatever. And this is coming from somebody who knows absolutely zero about this crap, you know? <laughs> right, right. No, I but, agree. I agree. But I mean, um, I don't know, man. I probably should research things like this more. Um, I just don't have the uh, the thirst, I guess. Yeah. For yeah, no, no, and, and that's 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 good though because a lot of people don't. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not I'm not the kind of person that is like trying to preach about it to people either because I I would be very easy to mislead someone. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I don't know that much about it either. But yeah. it's the way that it's been portrayed to to me so far is the fact that it's like, you know, the way you were saying that about the power grid, because it takes X amount of money to actually transfer X amount of crypto for specific uh-huh. cryptos, especially Bitcoin. It's like it takes more energy than it's worth to make the to make a Bitcoin. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because they have to use these computers and they say they make these farms by these like hydro plants and like all this other crazy stuff. Like it's like this is where all of this information is stored. To me, that even st- sounds so alien and so foreign. It's like why yeah. do you have to have a warehouse full of hard drives to hold this that's supposed to exist on the internet? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> There's somebody that's listening that's probably, you guys are idiots. You don't know what the <laughs> fuck is going on. <laughs> but for me, I like, definitely don't. And I don't claim to. But, yeah. yeah, it's something that I should look into because <clears throat> who knows? It might be the currency of the future. You know, it's right. very likely. I'm also, <clears throat> I'm also not a financial advisor. Apparently, all the people on YouTube are supposed to say that. I'm not a financial advisor, and I do not think – and I genuinely mean this. I do not think that anyone should bet the house on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't don't put the don't put the bill on you know Doge and just call it a day. Uh, right now, you know what I'm doing with cryptocurrency? I'm trying to hit a lick. You know, I'm yeah. trying to pay. I'm trying to pay off my truck. If I can mm-hmm. find a way to pay off my truck, then maybe we can evaluate past that. But yeah. 
you know, until then, I'm not putting the money in there to where it's going to put me and my family in a bind. You know, well, here's the thing: I had stock in AMC last year, and when I bought that stock in AMC, that was right after the market crash back around March of 2020. Yeah, and it was cheap. It was really cheap. Uh, it was down to like three or four dollars a share. You know, right? If I would have held on to that way longer, and the day that that AMC stock went oh to nineteen dollars a share. I could have made a significant amount of money. Yeah. But that's the problem with that stuff. It's it's almost like gambling to me, it, you know. It is, it is gambling. It's it's very much so like gambling for me because I'm not someone who's going to constantly look at my phone like Sure. I I might have looked at my sh- uh my stock in in Dogecoin like yesterday once, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's not something that I'm just checking on every hour, you know, and um uh, Probably should, <laughs> well, but just, I don't. Depending on how much you have in there and what you're expecting out of it, it's like yeah. anything that you have your money invested into. It more than likely, whatever, whenever you spent your money on it, in in some period of time, especially with crypto, it will be worth more than what you put in there. But yeah. if you put in something that you're going to need back next week, then you might be in a bind. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because next week everything could be plateaued at like so far below your hemisphere that you're like, oh my god, why did I do what I just did? This time around, I want to play the long game. I would like to sit on it for at least a year or so because, hey, if Dogecoin by some miracle goes up to 20 or or $100 a share, yeah, I'm going to have a decent little stack of change, you know? Yeah. Depending, on, depending on when people bought in, I mean, depending on when people bought in, there's some people that bought in when it was a penny, you know? Yeah. And, and it's like if you bought in at a penny, man, and it gets to, let's just say, $3, like the, even if they find sure. a simple use, like, hey, we're going to just use this at a concession stands at all NBA games. Let's yeah. just say it goes up to the value of $2. Like do you realize if you bought in a penny and you bought like, let's just say, a 1,000 of them, it's like now it's 100 times and two times 100. You know, it's like it's a shitload of money. Like you've got mm-hmm. a lot of money. And a lot of people bought in before it was a penny. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's something to think about. I unfortunately did not. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I played around with it actually about a year and a half ago, and uh, I had a bunch of money put into it. But then I ended up selling it, and I played around with stocks because I also had Robinhood for a while. And, yeah. And I took it out because I was like, man, I, I'm trying to make money right now. Like if this ever this, – there's no way this is ever going to become something. You know, I was like – and it's not going to become something quick enough for me to justify having $100 plus dollars floating around and, this account and not taking it out and using it for a bill or something, you know? So yeah, and I ended up using the money like after I, I got up some money or whatever, and I used it to go visit my brother before he moved to Chicago. And I was like, I used my little Robin hood card. I drained my account and I just called it a day. And then all this stuff started happening with Doge a couple of months ago. And I was like, well, I'm going to just go ahead and invest some time and energy into learning about cryptocurrencies. And that's kind of been like a, like Doge is cool and all, but like th- there's a lot more going on there. Now that I'm looking at, not that I'm investing in everything because I don't yes. have the money to just invest in everything, but mm-hmm. I, there's definitely something to, to be interested in, especially with the way that if it's getting to a point where people in, uh, you know, the powers that be in China and America are like, wait, hold on. We got to regulate this. We got to figure out what to do with this. We want to make our own cryptocurrency. If the treasury is trying to make their own cryptocurrency, then you know that there's something going on here, but it could also mean that the window of becoming a millionaire overnight is possibly over you know if it's if it's come down to that like the volatility of you know oh this could be worth so much more tomorrow that window is is closing it's narrowing now yeah 
Hey, knowledge is power. And uh, the fact that, that you want to know more about that kind of stuff, more power to you, man. Like, sure. I mean, and mine's, mine's just curiosity at this point, you know, yeah. because then that's the, the thing that, and just like I, whenever I go on my spills about anything political, or if I go on any of my spills about anything with, you know, the unknown or the trivial, I just would encourage people to look up stuff that, themselves. It's the same yeah. thing as like, you know, like, oh, don't do this because blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, just, don't inject this into your body because just talk to your doctor because your doctor knows best. You know, say yeah. do your own research. Go go read your own articles on. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up because <laughs> coronavirus, the vaccines, right? Yeah. There was literally a guy that works with me up here in Wisconsin that got both of his vaccines. Two days after he got his second vaccine, he was out for a week and a half with coronavirus. He tested positive. For coronavirus. Oh my God. And to me, it, it's something that is not, there's not nearly enough data and research. I'm not saying the vaccines are a bad thing. Sure. But it is not something I'm willing to volunteer for. Hey, sign me up, stick a needle in my arm, yeah. put this, put this experimental crap in my veins right now. Yeah. Cause coronavirus is not something that concerns me enough. However, if I was 75 and I started hearing stories about, you know, people my age dying from coronavirus, if I might my, have a different. If my uh, chances of survival got a lot slimmer, <clears throat> more than likely I'd be like, you know, beam me up, you know, like hell with it. Like get, yep. get it in my arm because I'm trying to enjoy my last however many years I have, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's different. Different strokes for different folks. But uh, personally, dude, I – Unless I am forced to because of my work or possibly I might have to go to the Philippines soon because uh, my wife lives in the – or she's from the Philippines. Sure. Uh, if that's a scenario where I have to get a vaccine to travel or whatever, then I got to do what I got to do. You know? Right, but, right. <clears throat> I'm not one of those people that you see in Walmart without a mask and everyone's like, put your mask on. I'm not the guy that's like – Oh, well, it's not scientifically proven that these masks are even effective anyway. You know, I'm not that guy. I mean, hey, I'll put on a mask if, if it, you know, if if the mandates are still out. But in a lot of places, even here now, up in uh, Superior, Wisconsin and Duluth, Minnesota, which is only 20 minutes away from where I live, the mask mandates have been lifted. So, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are seeing, uh, the Texas, you know, after they lifted their mask mandate, I think it was Sunday of last week that they had zero coronavirus deaths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and and that was when they, the, them in Mississippi were using their Neanderthal thinking. That's right. Yeah, and and, and to me, I, I agree. And that's the, the the only reason that it's a big deal is because, you know, it's like it's not. But in the same breath, it makes you want to be like, hey, do y'all remember like two months ago when y'all were like like really just crucifying people that think a certain way and really alienating human beings that think a certain way and telling them that they were complete morons and that they were like uh, whatever an atheist version of going to hell is, you know, for not wearing a mask. And it's like, but now everything's okay. You know what I'm saying? That's the biggest problem with our society and with politics these days is, you know, if you disagree with someone these days, Oh, you're an idiot. Or there's, there's a lot of name calling. You know, whether it's, uh, you know, or the word racist gets thrown out a lot, you know, and I hate that. Um, it, it shouldn't come to that. It should be where, and I think 
you know, even on social media and Facebook, it's easy to get behind your keyboard. And I can't sit here and act like I've never done it. I've done it before too. I've right. gotten hot. I've gotten hot on Facebook over the smallest, most minute things. And I don't know what it is about Facebook or, or what allows someone to get to the point where they start arguing with a stranger on a social media platform, but it's just something about it, you know? And, and honestly, man, like what Facebook has become, I don't know, Shane. I, I just think mm-hmm. that it, 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 there's a lot more negatives to it than, than positives. And uh, we ought to be able to just sit down with one another and have conversations about our differences and about our differences in opinion and be right. able to agree to disagree. I, you know, when I'm able to talk to people at work or uh, mostly at work about, you know, like, you know, I voted for Donald Trump in 2016, and I talked to people that hate Donald Trump, you know, and we, we, we have civil discussions about it, you know, right. and, and it allows me to learn more from their perspective, and I try to, you know, show them a little bit. I'm not going to try to change anyone's mind or or say that you're an idiot for voting for Biden. I, You know, hey, I, I can totally see where someone would vote for Biden right. in 2020. I can, you know, I'm not saying I agree with that mentality or, uh, but, you know, a lot of people, the media painted Trump as this, uh, <laughs> the Antichrist, basically. Right, right. The second did. coming of Hitler, if you watch some networks, you know, yeah. so. I have, uh, a, I have a way of saying that he, he didn't do himself any favors. You no, know, he didn't. He's definitely like not the most, uh, a word that my dad likes to use is couth. He's not yeah. very couth. Yeah, he doesn't have much couth for sure. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I something I've had to almost like backtrack on with the fact that, you know, I think that what happened when Obama was president was the fact that we all got pretty comfortable. You know what I'm saying? And, and uh, I, I, especially people who were like at least cool with Obama. I know there's a lot of people who weren't, but it was like a lot of us were just like, hey, you know, well, when Obama became president, it was exciting because it was like the biggest F you to anybody who supported, uh, excuse me, uh, supported George Bush. You yeah. And because by the time George Bush left, nobody really liked George Bush. You know, yeah. Even his people were like, dude, for the love of God, get out. George, George Bush opened the floodgates for executive orders, something that, uh, that became more and more prevalent with each president after him. Yeah. And I hate, I hate executive orders. Yeah. I hate them with a passion. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, um, I don't know, man. Like, you know, there was, there was a lot of uh, pushback too when Obama got elected. I remember that in college, there was a lot of, you know, people like this to act like the the media on one side didn't hate on Obama, but they did. There, there was a lot of uh, negativity towards him too. So yeah, no, definitely. I, it's just it's it's just one of those things of how the pendulum swings. And I think that when when Trump became president, what happened so much was the establishment, whether it be the right or the left, they were so shocked that this bastard became president that they didn't know what to do. They were like, yeah. "Oh my God, this totally like we know how to function within the realm of you know a uh, an, a good solid performer on the right side or a good solid performer on the left side, but this guy is not a good solid performer for either one of us. He is going to do whatever they are going to do whatever they want to do, being his administration. Mind you, he had a bunch of cronies in there as well, just as much as anybody else does on either side of the spectrum. But it was yeah. like his mindset was like, ah." Look at me, you know, like he didn't, there were no puppet masters for him. So, yeah. I mean, obviously he did, ha- he, I'm sure he had his interest just like anybody else in the hot seat. Sure. Were. Sure. But, 
And then now we're like, oh my God, you know, everybody's up in arms. But I'm like, what we need to do is dial it back and not make it such a tribal issue. It's like, in all reality, we're all a part of the same tribe. But what's yeah. happening now is we've just been, and it was two, two tribes here in 2020, you know, throughout that. But this in 2024, it might be like seven tribes that are all just as hostile because by then these ideologies are going to be broken down. Somebody's more extreme in this direction. Somebody's not as extreme, but they kind of think this, you know, and that's the thing that's more concerning to me. I'd like to get my million dollars and possibly just leave for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, my wife and I talk about uh, retiring in the Philippines all the time, you know? Yeah. Over there, I mean, politics is always an ugly thing, but uh, their president is pretty wild. You think Donald Trump is controversial? He's like, literally, like this guy lines, and he's very extreme and controversial. Like, uh, if he catches, I read a little bit on him. Duterte, we we uh, we we have an inside joke. Uh, We have all kinds of dumb little inside jokes, but uh, if something is dirty. We've been saying like, uh, oh, mom, that's, uh, and I call her mom a lot. That's a whole other yeah. inside joke too. But, sure. uh, but I, yeah, we she, say she's your wife and the mother of your child. So I feel like that's, a, that's an well, joke. <laughs> you know what? I got to share this because it's funny. I think people find it funny. Um, so in the Philippines over there, when you go to a hotel or a restaurant, the waitress or waiter is going to say, uh, if you're a man, they're going to say, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. And if you're a woman, they say, thank you, mom, or thank you, uh, yeah, ma'am, or, or mom. I think they say, I think they say, oh, no, ma, ma. That's what it is, ma. She so say, thank you, ma. So uh, I thought that was funny, right? And uh, yeah. so I started calling my wife ma. All, well, this was before we were married. Uh, I called her ma all the time. And, and then somewhere along the line, she started calling me ma. <laughs> and and then you know this inside this dumb inside joke grew over time. We started calling each other mom. She calls me mom. <laughs> so when we're out in public, you know, it's people when they hear her say, uh, "Hey mom, can you get her the bottle for our baby?" <laughs> you know, people are just like, "What?" And then it even grew even further. Uh, like one day we were going to a, uh, a hibachi restaurant. Sure. And uh, this might be politically incorrect these days for some people. People are so sensitive, but uh, while we make you know, organic poison, poison, poison. <laughs> we we as we were going into this hibachi restaurant, there was like a kung fu guy on on the sign. So the whole time, I you know I was going, you know, like the whole time we were going in the restaurant and everything, and she was like, and um, and then as we were walking out, I think she did it once, and I and I looked at her and I said, mother. <laughs> So, so now we call each other mother, and it's a habit we're trying to break, especially now that we have a kid. Because yeah, talk about some uh, confusion, girl. I mean, I just okay, thought I would share that random story. It's confusing that you both would call each other mothers because neither one of you would consider you the mother. It's yeah. different if you were both mothers and you referred to each other in such a manner. But considering you probably like to be called dad at some point, yeah. So we're trying to break that habit. We we. We're doing a little better with it now. We don't always call each other mother and mom, but we still do it occasionally. So it kind of slips out sometimes, especially from her. But um, anyway, so that president is super extreme, right? Like if he if he catches you dealing drugs or uh, in the possession of drugs or using drugs even, like literally he pulls people out in the middle of the street. Not him personally, but his right. police force 
pulls people out in the middle of the street and guns them down, like lines them up and yeah. guns people down. It, I don't know if they do that with weed, but you know, like hard stuff like yeah. cocaine or, or crack or something like that. They don't put yeah. up with that. There's I, I, a de- zero. Let's say I've definitely heard and read a lot about. Uh, <clears throat> he's he's kind of like a very authoritarian on drugs for sure. Yeah, but. Um, Anyway, I don't even know where we were going with all that. Dude, I think I think ultimately when it all boils down to it, Jonathan, I'm so grateful to you for you being on the show. This has been Really? Great. Yes, this is <laughs> awesome. I, you've been on my list. Uh you've been on the short list for a while. I've always wanted to get to certain guests after I built built the show up a little bit so there could be more, you know, you know, more eyes on, more ears on and the show is kind of in an upward trend right now, so this is a great time actually for you to come on during the road to 50 and stuff like that. And I appreciate you come on. And honestly, it works out because now that you've told me that you're possibly in going to be venturing into the field yourself and starting to put out some content. Yeah. I would love to start a YouTube channel. Uh, there's a couple things holding me back right now, but eventually that's something that I really, really want to do. I've already dabbled in that a bit. I've, it's pretty awkward to, set up a camera on a tripod and sit by yourself in the living room yes, and, and talk definitely. to it. It takes a little while to get adjusted to that, but, um, yeah, I can't wait to do it. I, I hope that I can do it soon. I, I've, I've, uh, taken a lot of steps in that direction. I uh, got the camera, got the uh, intro video, got some other stuff, but, um, eventually I, it's going to happen. <laughs> well, for, for what it's worth, some of the obstacles that we've discussed prior, I think that, we can we can we can make something happen. We can figure that out. I think yeah. Even with the you know, it, sometimes it takes a little bit of uncomfortableness, but I think that we can pull it off. I think that we can get the gates open for you to be able to make that happen. I'm not saying we exclusively, but I'm just saying I'm I'm down to I'm down to push you whenever you're ready to drop your stuff. We're definitely going to push you for sure. Heck yeah, man! And, and maybe I'll be be one of those lame people coming on your podcast to promote something of mine hey hey dude that's that's <laughs> honestly what i'm here for so yep. when the time comes i can't wait uh, <laughs> so i know, can get the plug in there yeah uh well for for what it's worth guys this is jonathan may i, I do you have any uh social handles or anything you want to tell people where they can find you nah not really i, I don't i don't like to add strangers on facebook I probably I need to delete about two or three hundred of them <laughs> well for for what it's worth when the time comes when the time comes and you yeah. do have your public platform. We yeah, I'll probably do something it. like that one day, maybe. Promote it on here for sure. Especially if you, if you do start a channel or when you start a channel, not if, but when you start a channel, then we'll yeah. easily be able to promote it and get you caught up for sure. <laughs> I appreciate it, buddy. Hey, it's been fun, dude. Dude, definitely. And, man, any anytime you ever want to come back on, just let me know. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you have my number now too. So. I got your phone number now. I thought I had it before, but I guess maybe somewhere along the way – I've had the same number since like 2010, maybe 2011. And I've probably had 10 numbers since then. So. Okay, <laughs> nice. There you go. But uh, yeah, man, this, this, was, this was definitely a great episode. I really enjoyed it.